0: I can already hear the chorus of execration. How dare I say such a horrible thing? How dare I stir up trouble and inflame feelings by repeating such a conversation? My answer is
1: that I do not have the right not to do so.
2: This is the most deceptive, vicious world. It is vicious. It's full of lies, deceit, and deception. See, the Jews are all in the government. And we have got to get in
3: those areas. We've got to get command and charge of the Jewish, control
4: of the Jewish. Monolithic and ruthless conspiracy
2: that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice.
0: The future does not belong to globalists. The future belongs to patriots. The future belongs to sovereign and independent nations.
2: And now, coming to you from the realm of reason, this is The Fetch, and you are live inside the eye. Company, you know, they're kicking out the... The, the, the current, uh, people running the company, they're gonna get the, obviously, it sounds like, uh, they're gonna assign their own people to the company. Whether they destroy it or not after that, it's not gonna matter to them because the key point is to get Trump out of office, keep Trump from running to become president of the United States, of which he should be now. The fact that he isn't now, you know, some would argue that, um, it's his own fault. Some would argue that he's actually is the president. And this is all just a, one of the biggest shows on earth, something to that effect, just to show you the, the, uh, gullible public, just how corrupt the whole system is. And this is just one great big movie you're watching. You know, if you've watched some of the, Hopium crowd. So, nonetheless, it, it appears at least uh, on the face of it, a huge development. Three hundred fifty million fine. Letitia James is saying that look, with three hundred fifty million, don't forget the interest. Now we're up to almost four hundred fifty, almost a, a half a billion dollars, something to that effect. And uh, Trump is up there; he's assailing everything. And I'm like, you know, okay, I'll give you a listen, That's Trump. But
0: that he's crooked as you can get, and a lot of people expected something like this, but not for the amount. Uh, but this is a very dishonest man. This is a man that's been overturned already on this case four times. But a crooked New York state judge just ruled that I have to pay a fine of $355 million for having built a perfect company. Uh, great cash, great buildings, great everything. It affects New York. It's mostly talking about New York where we have a Totally corrupt attorney general. She campaigned on the fact that I will get Trump. I will get Trump. Everybody's seen it. Leticia James. They've all seen it. Well, we'll be appealing. But more important than that, this is Russia. This is China. This is the same game their money, 100%. They love Trump. They testified that Trump is great, great customer. One of our best customers. They testified beautifully. And the judge knows that. He's just a corrupt person. And we knew that from the beginning. We knew it right from the beginning because he wouldn't give it to the commercial division. This judge thought Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million and it's worth anywhere from 50 to 100 times that amount. So we realized that. He ruled against me before he even got the case. He ruled against me. He said I was guilty. He didn't know what I was guilty of before he even got the case. And Letitia James, that's another case altogether. She's a horribly corrupt attorney general, and it's all having to do with... Election
2: interference. There were no- yeah, we agree it's all election interference. Now, here's my thing to Trump. Trump, we hear you. We hear you. We get it. We understand it. But it's bigger than you. And when we say it's bigger than you, it uh, has to do with everybody. And uh, how many times have we seen people deplatformed out there, having their businesses taken down because of what is uh, essentially political slash election interference? You know, remember Ricky Vaughn being basically taken down during the election. That was election interference on his part equally. You can't have it just on one side. How about taking down just even my small accounts? Where's where's my recourse, dude? See, there is none. And the point with the Trump here is that he talks about himself so much, but the people that are running over everybody's rights are his Basically, his friends the people in the in the Jewish Israeli community. And you have to ask yourself, you know, dude, at, at what point would you, say, you shut the frick up already, dude? We get it. Now, when are you going to start dealing with Jewish people? When are you going to start dealing with all the crooked Jews out there? When are you going to start dealing with the fact that there's this bullshit that you want to help promote called anti-Semitism and hate speech? That means absolutely nothing. There are no victims here, but you want to go ahead and let someone just make the charge of anti-Semitism. Oh boy, oy hey! And what? They have to go to jail? They can get arrested, they can go to jail, they can lose their businesses, they can lose the ability to do business in the state if they don't pledge a loyalty to a piece of shit country that Trump supports called Israel? At what point do we say, shut the frick up, dude? You know what? We're tired of hearing you popping up, but you don't do anything about anything when it really comes down to it. We just see the same problem going circles. If it comes to the Jews, oh, that's a big circle over here spinning really fast. Leave that one alone. Let's not break the inertia over there. It's all a scam, frankly. All of this stuff with Trump is a scam. Even even sometimes I think Trump is the big hopium. You know, they talk about... In the, uh what do you call this, the uh, Protocols of Zion, that we will present a hero for all of you. And, and sometimes I think Trump is that Protocol of Zion hero. The guy that's going to ride up and they're going to present this guy as the great savior. But where was the great savior when it came to COVID? Sure, he talked this. Sure, he talked that. But in the end, he was just as silent as everybody else inside the ruling clique. He was instrumental in getting everything accomplished on behalf of the drug companies. It was him. Oh, we need the vaccine now. Okay, now we're what two hundred eighty six hundred million dead Amer- or six hundred thousand dead Americans, millions upon millions upon millions of dead people around the world, and not of not a peep. Those are victims, everybody. And then let's not get into all the disabilities. And and where is it silence? Oh, if Leticia James is corrupt, she's very corrupt. Yeah, we get that. Yeah, we get that. Big deal, dude. At this stage, big deal. We know it's all about election appearance Okay, so is, so is getting jailed for calling somebody a Jew, all right? And what are you going to do for those people? What are all these elites going to do once you raise the word Jew up into the conversation when they're the main problem? There was a the Tucker Carlson interview. I'm sure a lot of you saw it by now. And then there was a follow-on interview with... Putin and a leading, let's just say, a media personality inside of Russia. And one of the things Putin was saying is that he 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 didn't get a chance to talk about how the pogroms of the 1800s had nothing to do with modern day Russia. Well, why would you be trying to apologize to Jewish people for the pogroms of the 1800s when? All of your key writers of that period called out just how evil and corrupt Jewish people were to Russians back then. And all of this is driven by a Jewish agenda. This idea that Jews are here to run the world, to rule over everybody, and they will use whatever means is necessary to rule over everybody on this planet, especially here within the West. There was a a case recently came out uh, on my LinkedIn channel, I could not find it, but it was a picture of something like 24, 27, uh, a family gathering in Gaza and it had grandma, didn't see grandpa, but I didn't look that hard either. But, uh, so many generations of children, and of course you had the grandchildren. Whether or not there was grandchildren there, I don't know, but it was, I think, 24, 27 people. And the, uh, tagline, or let's just say the description of the picture just said Jews, or no, they said the state of Israel. The state of Israel has murdered every single one of the people in this picture. Now, mind you, this would be in American, old traditional American terms, a a nice, great family picture. Lots of kids running around the house. You got mom there. You got smiling dad. You got aunts. You got uncles. You got grandma. You got the kids. You got, uh, I don't know, there wasn't any dogs or horses in the background or that we could see. But it would be your traditional, very good 1970s, 60s, big, giant, extended family of just nice-looking, professional-looking, well-dressed people and uh, they're all dead now. And I thought to myself, you know, to those of you who are silent out there, the cowardly silent, all of you silent cowards screw you, in a very real way, screw you. People I know, people I still associate with, people I don't People are afraid to associate with me because of your silence equally. And it all has to do around this Jewish question. The Jewish question, guys, is not going to go away. It is the most existential battle on planet Earth today. And now you see it in Gaza. We have been warning about this big, giant death cult. For years and decades now And it's not just us You can take it all the way back to the 1920s With Henry Ford Into the 30s with uh, uh, Lindbergh, Charles Lindbergh uh, Pastor McConnell Or something like that McConaughey or something like that Guys, it's been spoken about For decades and even centuries And yet here you are So many of you You want to be silent You don't want to say anything. Something might happen. But you know what? What's going to happen when the day comes when everybody refuses to be silent? When a Jew screams anti-Semite and the entire mass of bodies turn against that person and absolutely force them into total subjugation, silence, cowering, fear, for daring to mention that somebody else was an anti-Semite. It's happened before. It happened in the 1930s. And, you know, we don't have to talk about homogenous culture at this stage to affect the same process. Anytime a Jew goes out there and says, you're an anti-Semite, if every single person spoke up and told that Jew to shut your freaking face, leave your hate at the door, leave your enemy mentality at the door, go back to Israel, shame them to the point that they're afraid to speak, Maybe things would start to change a little bit faster. But right now, with all of this cohesive silence, it's going to take forever. Now, mind you, it's a hell of a lot better than it was five years ago. Certainly better than it was 10 years ago. And certainly the morass has broken off from what was there 20 years ago. But I have to say this right now. I looked at this picture, I saw this picture of this family, literally 24, 27, again, you're talking about, you could see in the picture, well-dressed, cultured family, okay, just, they're from Palestine, but so what, they're a cultured, happy family, you know, with the kids, everybody's smiling, a couple of kids are goofing off, you know, we can all relate to these types of pictures, and the Israelis, the Jewish people and mass, and one has to question whether you can't put Donald Trump into that mess also. They murdered them. Just murdered them in cold blood. Just just murdered everybody. And all of the silence. And still, to those who are in the silent coward category, screw you. Enough. What else do you need? Now, this is only 24 Palestinian, 27 Palestinians out of some close to 30,000 dead so far. 30,000 dead. Okay. 70,000 wounded. 100,000. That's 5% of the entire population is essentially either dead or wounded. The entire population in this, in this uh, concentration camp called Gaza have been moved from this location to that location to this location to that location and bombed incessantly everywhere they go. Yet we hear all these Jews talk about, if you're not in support of our mass murder campaign, you're not human enough. Well, again, to the silent cowards out there, screw you. If you're going to allow these people to just run roughshod over humanity, screw you. You're not going to help us a bit, are you? Now, I do know that some need to be silent and are taking action in other ways. Well, you're not really silent, then are you? You're doing something. But for far too many people out there, there's just this big silence, this silent majority, this silent cowardly majority, and screw you people. I'm finished with it, frankly. You know, if you can't speak up now after what you've seen the Israelis do, after you've seen what the CDC did, after you saw what the FDA did, after you saw what the pharmaceutical companies did, every single element of COVID-19 was Jewish, and yet you're going to still remain silent? They shut down your businesses, they shut down your parents' businesses, they shut down the economy, they shut down the world. They transferred $4 trillion from the people to about 4 to 7 to 10 very rich Jewish people, and yet you're still going to remain silent and not talk about it? And Trump, if you're not going to start talking about ending this hate speech bullshit from your friendly little Jewish friends down the street, well, screw you too because the battle is going to go have to go way beyond you. Yeah, you're going to bring opium, and that's going to be good for people out there to try to get some income and try to make things better for some. But the war will not be over until you deal with this one element, and that is where Trump will always fail. He will fail as a great leader. He has the potential. Obviously, look at what he's able to do. He has the potential, yet he will fail because he refuses to deal with the one issue. Now, having said that, I want to go over to Russia real quick. The Slavic bullshit that we hear coming out of the Slavic camp. Guys, we live in this world of deception. Pure evil deceit slash deception. You know, you listen to Putin speak, and it's like the Russians of the 1940s were these great angels up against this great evil, the Germans. The the Russians of the 1940s, folks, were as evil as the Israelis today, as evil as the Ukrainians today, as evil as the American deep state today. They were not angels here fighting this great battle against Nazis. And so long as we allow these politicians to operate from these deceptive delusions... We will continue to have this problem moving forward because any type of policy, any type of maneuver, any type of agenda forward that is based on a deception is bound to have an outcome that is a little bit skewed from reality. And of course, that's where we find ourselves today. So the bigger picture in all of this, especially relative to the Trump trial, isn't just that Trump is being taken out of business like Everything else Jewish. The first thing Jews are going to do is attack your income, attack your ability to operate. We saw it, of course, in the drug war. You could be just some small-time guy, and they want to lock up your accounts. You can't defend yourself. In the case of Trump, they want to lock up his entire business so he can't operate anymore, maybe even destroy his entire business empire, return him back to basically being under a bridge somewhere also. It isn't talk about this yet. I hope he's listening. I hope he's understanding the problem here. Because, frankly, a lot of people aren't as big as Trump. They don't have the legal teams. They don't have all this support. And a lot of people are just sick and tired of having some piece of crap Jewish person accuse you of being quote unquote an anti-Semite and they get to do whatever they want to you. Be as sadistic as they want to you and you're supposed to have no recourse. You're not supposed to attack back. You're not supposed to defend yourself even if it came to a violent blow because maybe that would be the only thing that could help you. Yet all these elites are so silent about that. They expect you to be able to Really endure the punishments that these Jewish psychopath sadists want to want to put down into your head, want to drop on your head. Well, Trump, we hear you. We hear about the corruption. We hear about all that nonsense. But you know, for us, Trump, it starts first of all with the right free speech, and it's your people, your Jewish friends, who are taking that away. It's fetch back right after this.
5: You're listening to Speak Free Radio, the free speech internet radio platform.
6: Hello,
7: I'm Jodie Kay, and I'm here to tell you about my debut album, The Acorn. The Acorn is a concept album with 14 tracks. It's an album of three parts. The first part is in honor and memory of those who have lost their lives or had their lives taken. The middle section honors traditional folklore. The second half is dedicated to us, to inspire us and to remind us of our duty to preserve our history and our culture so that we can pass this on to future generations. Why, why, yeah. The album is available on CD and digital download from my website www.jodyk.com.
8: what we do today will be
6: I think there are two ways in which people are controlled. First of all, frighten people, and secondly, demoralize them. An educated, healthy, and confident nation is harder to govern. And I think there's an element in the thinking of some people. We don't want people to be educated, healthy and confident because they would get out (laughs) of control. The top 1% of the world's population own 80% of the world's wealth. It's incredible that people put up with it. They're poor, they're demoralized, they're frightened. And therefore they think perhaps the safest thing to do is take orders and hope for the best.
2: Everybody, welcome back uh it is indeed the fetch inside the eye live intelligent media for the politically aware if you're joining us in the studio at uh speakfreeradio.com forward slash tell. i don't even know who's there anybody there we got a couple people there. always honest and Copac blanca but you get to watch i'm actually streaming now the video i'm actually recording these now uh locally so they are being recorded and uh uh, anyways, uh, so you guys are watching it live. You two get, I don't know, Copa Cab Copa Blanca. Is that a female? I don't know. Anyways, uh, and, but anyways, we know AH is a, a nice young lady there. So anyways, you guys are watching it live. Others want to join the join here. It's in, it's speakfreeradio.com forward slash itel. That is speakfreeradio.com forward slash itel. I have not actually gone to the chat room yet. Again, I do that a lot, but I'm going to do that now. It's going to be to com forward slash or just go to com And then you can click on the live chat link while it loads. I'm going there now. Uh, my Gab account, uh, Saudi Arabia or CloudFare is blocking Saudi Arabia. So like, uh, truth network, I cannot actually access, uh, Gab anymore. So people are commenting to Gab and I just can't, I can't respond. I just can't get in. If I do get in through a, uh, VP, not a VPN, VPNs are not working, but if I get in through a Tor connection, it's still the same thing. I cannot comment. It just gives me error codes. So I can't comment. All right, so I've changed the radio player on the station or at the website, so it's much easier to now access Speak Free Radio through Speak Free, through InsideTheEyeLive.com. And the chat box is still loading. And there it popped. It's yellow. It's still yellow. It's connecting. And there it goes. Uh We are doing well for Saturday. Okay, good. Kind of busy today. All right. All the same names, nothing new in there, but all the same names. As I go through it, I got a new person, Brown Green. You look like you're fairly new. Um, I did not know that. Brown Green says, I wonder if Dave Fetch knows that David, I don't want to be like doing like people, I'm going to read the chat, and that's going to be my show. I always find those type of shows highly boring. But no, I didn't know that. Uh, David Irving, they say, is dying. Um, You know, it kind of prompted that. That first segment there was really John Kaminsky passing the uh the death of that family. It came on my LinkedIn feed, which is more of a professional feed. Obviously, I'm very quiet on my feed. Even I'm silent there, even though I will poke a little bit. I'm still silent. I, I'm one of those silent cowards, too. Uh, there's lots of people now, uh, professionally speaking about what's going on in Israel. And, and I've been one of these silent cowards equally. I don't really talk, use my, my professional media, like LinkedIn, to, uh, go to full on, you know, what, you know, anti-Jewish here. I don't do that too much. But every now and then I will drop some snide comments about how stupid you sound, you know, that type of thing. I'm not totally silent, but uh for the most part, I'm not going all out inside of my LinkedIn. I kind of separate my LinkedIn persona from my, you know, inside the live slash regular persona. Once I'm outside of LinkedIn, I'm very, very, very strong. Believe me. But nonetheless, no, I did not know that David Irving is dying. What prompted again was uh, the death of John Kaminsky the picture of that good that family and uh you know also the culture war not just the culture war but the generation war has been on my mind not that it's really on my mind per se but you know there was an article let me see if i can find the article i think it was on <clears throat> um where was that article Uh-uh-uh. i'm trying to think where there was that one maybe telegram and it's lost but it was maybe it was my email it was an irish guy talking about uh you know just the generation of wars now the boomers had faulted everything and it's like you know screw you people you know screw you people you know this, this what's going on here has been going on since the 40s the 30s the 20s beyond that frankly beyond that uh, before even the creation of the federal reserve uh, it's been going on in the 50s, into the 60s, into the 70s. How many people did you see in America being marched away by bayonet because of uh affirmative action, you know, segregation or desegregation? Okay. Who saw the pictures from the 60s of people being marched away? Not marched, but literally being... uh pushed away with bayonets, fixed bayonets. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with those pictures. Okay, so that's the type of enemy you were up against. You know, back in the 60s, we had something called the Vietnam War, and the elder boomers, they were the ones fighting that. They were the ones being called out. You know, we are having people killed on uh, Kent State University to protest things. You know, we had people literally doing all kinds of actions to try to bring down the regime in the 1960s because of the Vietnam War. That was their battle then, and they fought it, and they they actually won it. They did win. And you have the young kids nowadays. We hear you, dudes. We hear you. Uh, You know, we know it's not as easy. But for the older boomers, it wasn't so easy for them either. Or the younger boomers, it wasn't so easy. Don't assume that it was so easy. Like, well, you guys, do nothing. All right, shut the frick up. What are you doing now? What are you doing now? Every time you hear Jews do something, are you sit there silent? Where were you when Kaminsky was out there every day? Where were you when, let's say, Graham Hart is being arrested and jailed? Where were you when Allison Chablow is being arrested and put into the, in the jail? How about uh, uh, Monica Schaefer when she's arrested? For, all of these people for singing freaking songs. Where were you? And guess what? They're all boomers, you freaking morons. A lot of people out there are fighting on your behalf. You know what? You got a lot of brain dead people in the millennial crowd. You got a lot of brain dead people in Gen Z. You know what? In my generation, I don't know about you guys, but to those of you who are a bit older, can you imagine? Can you imagine, seriously, 40% of us not knowing if we were a boy or a girl? But think about it. To those of us who are in our 60s, 70s, Maybe late 50s, too, because you're, you know, late Gen X more linked to us than your younger ones, just like us. Um, Can you imagine 25, 40% of us not knowing if we were a boy or a girl? Seriously? Can you imagine that? And that's what we're at today. All these people whining about the generations and all that. Hell, half of them don't even know if they're a boy or a girl. And yet they're going to blame the next generation, the previous or the older generation. It's always the Jews, guys. What every time we speak and somebody silences us, where were you? Where were you? I didn't hear you talking. I didn't hear you coming to our aid. I didn't hear anything. So so don't play the victim card here because nobody's interested in it. We don't we don't care. We still have to fight and rise back up. That's the old school. That has nothing to do whether or not we had we had the money or we didn't have money. It didn't matter to us. It was a mindset that was cultural. When you're knocked down, you get on your freaking off your ass, you stand back up and you go back and do it. It didn't matter whether you had money. What, you assume everybody had money back in the day? No. A lot of us had to fight for what we got. And when we were knocked down, we got off our asses and we went back and we fought some more. We got knocked down again, we got back up and we fought some more. Now I get it's a lot perhaps easier back then. But then again, you know what? You still had your problems. People like myself, others out there, you know what? We blew everything, lived off the streets for a while, still came back. What? What? This is long after, long after the quote-unquote the boomers are supposed to be benefiting. So were those, some of our friends that benefited because they didn't make life mistakes, were supposed to tear them down because they just lived a nice life? No. That's not their destiny. That's not their, the, our destiny is ours. We have to fight it. We have to live with it, and we have to deal with it, and we have to project whatever we can back into the material to make things work and to make things right. And for the silent cowards out there, I have no interest in in these people anymore. In some respects, 90% of the world are silent cowards. Let's be honest. 90% of the people out there are cowards. They don't want to say anything. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to go into meetings and say what they think guys i i I kid you not i've been in meetings with people that are like sitting next to the prime minister guy over here is a higher up in the knights of malta okay and like you know it's like a alex jones special here here's the knights of malta next to the guy sitting with the prime minister and here's another high level freemason over here and i know them all and i'm in the meetings. And they're talking whatever they're talking, and I'm just calling out. You know what? All of this is bullshit, guys. But can you imagine? You got this Knights of Knights of Malta guy here, this high-level Freemason here, a guy that's working with the with the Prime Minister over here. They're all going round and round circles with their bullshit, and I'm sitting there saying, "You know what, guys?" Because they all respect me, so I can talk. Even if they didn't, I'd still talk. Say, "You know, guys, it's all bullshit. All this is bullshit. First of all, 9/11 never happened." You guys are basing your entire projection on 9-11. That didn't happen. And you think you're not delusional yourself? You think Bin Laden... These guys actually believe Bin Laden was the the, the mastermind of 9-11. It's like, Jesus Christ, guys. And you think your policies and your thought processes and your solutions, all under the premise that Bin Laden was the mastermind of 9-11, that somehow you're actually doing something good? Hell, you guys got the best education, the best access to knowledge out there. Okay, so you have all of that. And again, that sound problem was not me, guys. That was something else, frankly, because I was doing fine. Um, They're talking about the sound earlier in the show. I had no idea. Uh, Nothing. I haven't done a thing, to be honest with you. I've been doing everything. Anyways, back to the show here. You know, so here's my point. Everything that is being done today, everything that is being done today is based on deception. You cannot hear an Israeli statement nowadays justifying genocide because that's all it is. It's just saying we have a right to commit genocide because of what happened on October 7th. And the entire story about October 7th is bullshit. Entire bullshit. Bullshit. You have the entire Ukrainian war right now. No mention that you have very powerful Jewish sects like uh, the the Kabad Lubavitch. Their guru back in the 1990s, late 1990s, is saying, we are going to bring Russia and Ukraine to war. It is going to be easy. And when we're through with Ukraine, we are going to create our own Jewish utopia, our second Israel. Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about how Ukraine is nothing but a huge Jewish run cesspool. No one really, no one, I should say no one, but very few people want to talk about the fact that Zelensky is basically one of these faggot little Jews playing transgenders and pretending he's a comedian. And now he's turned into a politician. He sent over half a million Ukrainians to their death. But nobody wants to talk the fact that he's Jewish. Do you think a Jewish guy? And nobody asks the question. Do you think Jewish politicians care about Goyim that are killed under their watch? They don't raise the Jewish question. They just say, oh, Zelensky, he's a bad guy. Whatever, dude. What drives him? He's Jewish. And there's something very sinister about this because we like to talk about we like to talk about a global conspiracy because we believe there is a global conspiracy but a lot of people don't the global conspiracy really revolves around the Kabad Lubovitch, at least in our opinion donald trump is heavily linked to the Kabad Lubavitch. jared kushner is intimately linked to the Kabad lubovic trump's kids are also linked, not all of them, of course, but uh, Ivanka is linked to the Kabad Lube, And we all know that. And you have a story of Milel or Malay. Malay is the current president of Argentina. And he's taking a meat grinder to their government there. It's probably not a bad thing. But he was in Jerusalem this past week. And he's out there saying that uh, he wants to see the reconstruction of the third Jewish temple. All so they could fulfill the prophecy that will bring the Jewish Messiah to earth. Again, you don't see the conspiracy here. You got a guy that is the president of Argentina working on behalf of Kabad Lubavitch to praise and promote the idea of rebuilding the third Jewish temple so the Messiah can come. And it's like, well, okay, if you're going to bring about your Messiah, you first got to tear down the Al-Aqsa Mosque. And like, dude, you're, you're just a freaking stupid moron, man, a typical Jewish Kabad Lubavitch jackass. Like our whole world is supposed to revolve around Kabad Lubavitch. We're all about whatever Kabad wants, right? Well, screw Khabar. Khabar should be deemed a terrorist organization and gutted like everything else. And you say, well, you know, we got to follow the rule of law. Okay, follow it. Just declare it a terrorist organization and follow the rule of law. So he's up there speaking again. We'll play that clip.
9: After the destruction of the second temple by the Romans. Rabbi Akiva and his colleagues were observing the temple mount in ruins, and they saw a fox leave the holiest of holies in the temple. No podría haber una escena más desalentadora que aquella. There could have been no more scene than that. Frente a esta terrible escena, los rabinos lloraron en señal de duelo, pero Rabbi Akiva comenzó a reír. Sus colegas le preguntaron cómo podía reír frente a semejante tragedia, a lo que Rabbi Akiva respondió. His colleagues asked how he could possibly laugh in the face of such a tragedy to which Rabbi Akiba answered. Hay una There's a prophecy about the destruction that says that a fox will break into the holiest of holies. There is another prophecy that says that the same place will be rebuilt. Ahora que veo con mis propios ojos cumplirse la primera profecía, now that I see with my own eyes the first prophecy come true, me río de alegría y esperanza, ya que de seguro se cumplirá la segunda profecía. I laugh in joy and full of hope as the second prophecy will surely come true.
2: So that's Malay speaking in Jerusalem. Now here's, oops, so here's the point here, guys. Have you ever stopped and just said, you know what? These people are superstitious, delusional jackasses. Just call it for what it is. They're just a bunch of superstitious, delusional jackasses, and everybody takes them serious. Why? They're delusional jackasses. These guys are in there saying we need to build the Temple Mount. Yet you see what the state of Israel is all about. You see what Jewish people are all about by what's going on in Gaza. You see them laughing how they just murder people in mass. And yet you're going to find something holy about this? Something like divine about this? Folks, we're dealing with delusional, superstitious jackasses that are in control of the train called Earth. I mean, think about that. We have a sect of delusional, superstitious jackasses, a cult, and a death cult at that, running the train called Earth. And guess what? There's a brick wall coming up here, and these delusional jackasses are saying, feed more coal to the engines. We need more coal to the engines. By the way, we got too many people. Start shoving people off. Start killing the people, so that when we get to the wall and we blow everything up, we won't kill so many people. We'll kill more of them first before we they they get killed by by crashing into the brick walls. That's actually how they think. That's they're, that's stupid. They're that intellectually bankrupt. This Malay guy is in Jerusalem. Literally playing on his superstitious fairy tales, knowing full well—at least the rest of us—that his fairy tales is a recipe for the total destruction of the Jewish people. I'm almost like, you know what, dude? Tear down aloxa tear it down. Let's see. Let's just bring the whole wrath of the world against these satanic, evil, jackass Jews and see what happens. It's a, it's amazing, frankly. Watching these guys operate time and time and time again, you know Trump—not Trump, Trump Tucker—he was in. Uh, he's still in, I guess, Russia. And, and uh, Putin was saying, you know, Tucker's kind of like a dangerous guy. You know, he's a very high professional. He gave, he said he was very courteous. He was very patient, uh, very cunning. And like what? What? Uh, apparently, what Putin wanted was a confrontational interview where. Putin could just confront back and really start pushing things forward that that uh, Putin wanted to talk about and frankly, in the interview, Tucker never gave him the never gave him the chance there there's no point because Tucker never gave him the chance and, and we're like looking at Tucker, you know those of us who know Tucker a little bit at least follow his work. It's like no, that's a typical Tucker interview. First of all, we're not anti-Russian. he's not anti-Russian you could call him pro-russian he may be pro-russian at least he's becoming more pro-russian since he's been in inside of russia the past week and a half or so but he's not gonna why would he go after you putin for what what have you done wrong so there's no need to go after you most of us americans support what you're doing we get it we understand the evil that you're up against we think your narrative sucks we think you're blinded by your own historical prejudices We think you got it all wrong in that regard, but today's Russia is not the Russia of the 1940s. And unlike you, meaning Putin and the rest of his uh, fellow Russian people, they're not able to view history with a clear eye. They can't for the life of them actually think that, you know, the Russians were fighting the very evil that the Russians are fighting again today. I should say the Germans are fighting the very same evil that the Russians were fighting today. I mean, think about it. So anyways, Putin not Putin, you had Tucker inside of uh uh Russia and he's talking about how nice the subways are. How how beautiful they are, how archi- how it's filled with history and architecture and people enjoy it. And someone made the comments says, Yeah, well, you know, Russia's kind of homogenous. It's a homogenous society. They're all Russians. We don't pull in the crash and crap and try to bring up, like, the ghetto, you know. They're not trying to do that. They're all fairly educated. They have good DNA, you know, They're just a rich culture to, to start with. They can handle this. They can actually have a subway just like the Japanese, where if you go to America, you can't even ride the subway. It's only for the poor. The rich people drive elsewhere. But in Russia, everybody can take the subway because it's a very well-high-cultured area. So Mr. Uh, Tucker is just impressed with all that. And the real issue was that uh, the uh difference between Russia and America today is that Russia doesn't live under this same Jewish-style, multi-ethnic, diverse culture that the Russians have. See, the Russians are naturally, based on the expanse of their empire, a diverse people. I mean, you have... Kazakhs, you have uh, Mongolians, you have, you know, who knows, Tatars and whatever other ethnics you can call the Chechen Chechens. You have you, you, so many different ethnicities in Russia by natural development where America was always a European-centric experiment, as was Australia and New Zealand. And it is the very unnatural development of... America and Australia and New Zealand, as a a Canada, too. Let's throw in Canada as, as, uh, you know, these these vastly European experience experiments have been destroyed by Jewish involvement or Jewish imposition of their ideals into our experiment. And here's Mr. Podheritz to tell you just precisely so we have,
3: uh, we have three uh, born Halakhic Jews. We have one convert, and we have one mother of Jewish sons uh, who did not officially convert. So we, we, we run the gamut of what it means to be a Jewish or Jewishly connected person here on, on the podcast. Um, so Seth, you are the most devout, uh, and the most observant of, of the five of us. So maybe you can explain what role religious beliefs play in your life.
5: Sure.
2: Uh, by the way, that was very, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, the way we described it, Jewishly connected and, you know,
6: by the way, invented,
3: Jews invented just as Jews invented Hollywood, Jews invented diversity. I just want to make that well, for good or ill, like, you know, identity, politics and diversity. We we started that. Has Dr. McDonald's heard anything from Andrew Joyce? The, the no, religion. I haven't. All right.
10: It's very disconcerting. Someone said that he'd been murdered, but I, I have no evidence of that. Good God! Uh, but it's it's concerning that he hasn't. I, I reached out to him any number of times. Uh, I, I, you know, he. I, it's one thing if he's not able. He's too busy to write or something like that, that's fine. What what I don't.
2: That's uh, Dr. Kevin McDonald seguing after that It's kind of looping through the videos there But there you have uh, put Harrods And his Jewish clique there Saying straight openly We Jews are behind diversity We Jews are behind diversity, equity, and inclusion It's us Jews who did it Us Jews, all of you Jews Every single one of you Jews is responsible For the nightmare that is Diversity, equity, and inclusion Every single one of you Jews is responsible and you know what? We never used to say that. But you know what? Every single, every single one of us is responsible for the Nazis, right? All of us are responsible for everything you Jews don't like. Yet you want a free pass on everything. I remember debating, if you want to call it that, uh, the Jewish kid. You know, I just try to bring back that video or the audio. But uh, Bob Tuscan, you know, he's saying, you got to name the Jews. You can't just say everybody. Like, you know what? Screw you, dude. Screw you. Because it doesn't matter. Wherever the problem is, you're going to find a 2 inside the ILive. I.
11: warning. You have no
4: rights and there is no law. Introducing Freedom Enough. Freedom Enough is a new talk show where we are exposing judicial postmodernism from the Supreme Court right down to family court and talking about all the different ways the extortion racket known as the justice system screws you over. Sure, you love freedom, but. Do you love freedom enough? Join me, Alexander Baker, your legal expert, right here on Speak Free Radio, Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Freedom Enough.
1: First off, we ought to look at the word nation, because the word nation is oftentimes used as a synonym for country. That's not what the word means. Uh, There are people who take... Uh, An oath or pledge of allegiance, one nation under God. Not one country under God, one nation. I'll turn to Black's Law Dictionary, 6th edition. It's the centennial edition of Black's, first published in 1891. This is a 1991 edition. The word nation. They rely upon Montoya versus United States, found at 180 U.S. 261, 21 Supreme Court reporter at 358 or 45 Lawyer's Edition, page 521. Quote, with regards to defining the word nation, a people or aggregation of men existing in the form of an organized general society, usually inhabiting a distinct portion of the earth, speaking the same language, well, I guess we've kind of lost out on that one, haven't we? Using the same customs, I think we failed there as well, possessing historic continuity, and distinguished from other like groups by their racial origin, well, if you're white, you can't use that word, and characteristics, and generally, but not necessarily, living under the same government and sovereignty.
3: You are listening to Speak. Free. Radio. The free speech internet radio platform.
2: okay everybody welcome back <clears throat> it's fetch inside the eye live again join us at speakfreeradio.com, Speakfree radio.com speakfreeradio.com you can hear all the shows over at speakfreeradio.com. we've embed the speak free radio player onto inside the so you could always go join us uh, through inside the eye that's inside the eye uh, what else? Uh, telephone lines been very fairly quiet today, which is fine. But I'm going to put you down 323 275 2, 1314. That's 1323 275 2, 1314. And the chat room, the chat room, uh, is inside the iLive.com. Gotta reconnect and uh, click on the live chat button. So it's gotta reload there. It's kind of just stopped working there. And if you'd like to also get on the line, you can go into speakfreeradio.com forward slash itel. That's speakfreeradio.com forward slash itel. And uh Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, I'll get to you in a second here. Um so many good links, guys. She's been doing good. so sending me a lot of good links. Uh, but I can't take videos during the show. That's that's hard. Anyways, is... Uh, yeah, I think I should get into that. Um, anyways, if you'd like to get on the, on the air and the speak-free, just leave a message in the chat room. You know, just drop a message there. So if you'd like to... Just say, I'd like to go on. That's fine. Otherwise, I know you're listening. All right. Where were we? <coughs> Where were we? Hour number two. Uh, inside the Live you know, American politics is, uh, of course, going to be sitting. We can't play you now. Uh, but anyways, American politics is going to be very heated over the next few months, obviously, going into the election. Apparently, they're giving, uh, if you're not familiar with American politics, we have Nikki Haley, who is a a uh, nutcase indian pretending to be american but a neocon she's going to be provided with uh secret service protection but they won't give secret service protection to uh robert kennedy and kennedy's saying what's going on now really what's going on in this country it's like well yeah dude you're you're run by jewish puppets you're just muppets you know you're run by a lot of very sinister evil jewish people and until we clear that out it's going to continue to be pretty difficult for all Americans. Let's run out to the phones real quick. Uh, Bruce. Hi, Bruce. Welcome to Inside the I Live.
12: Hey, yeah, well, maybe it's a good thing he's not getting Secret Service protection considering uh, historical events in his family.
2: <laughs> I got a point there. <laughs> you actually have a good point, but... <laughs>
12: Yeah, let's well, just show, you know, what's, what's going on. I'm driving. I'm going to be real quick today. You know, I posted early on in the chat room, so you probably missed it. The, the Garland, uh, DOJ, FBI, Sog, uh, police arrested a 70 year old woman for, uh, insurrection at the Capitol. Because she, she went in there and waved a flag and she lives pretty close to me. Can you believe that shit?
2: i can 70 years I, old I, I i can i mean yeah. obviously i think it's amoral you know it's amoral what they're doing it's immoral amoral whatever but also what's been lost uh, and, and, you know it, Navalny. yeah Navalny. yeah go ahead Navalny. go ahead because i'm gonna get into that story
12: yeah well he dropped dead or whatever and not to say that putin killed him but first of all that's why would he do that? Well, what political advantage would he have to whack him at this point in time when they're debating whether to have the uh? It, it, it the timing isn't right for one, and for two, he's walk. He's going on a daily walk. Well, he has much better conditions, I think, than the January 6th people there in the DC gulag with all these Africans and you know diversity hires. They have uh, abusing them and holding them in a the cell for twenty three hours a day, feeding them. You know that that junk food that that barely keeps you alive. I mean, it's just uh, it's just kind of funny to me.
2: I actually agree with you. You know, in this guy's case, again, he probably did indeed have better conditions than we have in J Six. J Six is a is a crime against Americans, straight up.
12: Yeah, I don't think the US if they used to have a kind of a moral ground to stand on to talk about human rights abuses and stuff, but not now, especially not now. It it's just laughable in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I agree.
12: Uh, anyhow, that that's all I got there.
2: Um food okay. for thought. All right, fair okay. enough. Okay. thank you. Thanks so much. All right. That's uh Bruce. Quick and easy there. If you'd like to get in the line three, two, three, uh, two seven five one three one four. That's one three two three two seven five one three four. Uh everything seems to be going fine. Apparently we had a little bit of problem with the uh, start of the show, but that wasn't on me for some whatever reason, something didn't happen. But uh we understand everything's going great now, so that's a good thing. Uh let's see. I'm looking for a story here, real quick, uh, because it kind of falls in line with this Navalny deal, and that is uh, Putin is is really starting to clamp down on a lot of things, and one of those is, uh, as you know, there's a, an arrest warrant for Putin. For crimes against humanity, you know, for trafficking of orphans, stuff like that out of Ukraine and stealing babies. And of course, that's not the case. He's actually putting them into very nice places, uh, providing them with an opportunity while the war rages around. And then, of course, as they get older, of course, they're free to go. But, uh, that's not how the West is selling this. However, what Putin has come back now this past week, I believe, uh, just a week ago, February 14th, that's this week. He placed now the prime minister of Estonia. And this woman's name is Kaja Kalas. And she is the leader of the Baltic state of Estonia. And she has accused her of. Uh, I meant she, the Russians are accusing Ms. Callas or Mrs. Callas, whatever the case may be, of uh, being a criminal. Also, they placed Secretary of State Heimar Peterkop, who's a guy, I believe, and the Lithuanian culture minister, Simonis Karis, of destroying or damaging monuments to Soviet mon. Limits of destroying or damaging monuments to Soviet monuments. That sounds like a bizarre thing. In memory of Soviet soldiers. Now, Russia's state-run TASS news reported here. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov confirmed the charges in a call with journalists, but did not clarify what crime actually took place. but nonetheless I mean you have Kalas is the very first head of state to ever be placed on a Russian interior ministry's wanted list by the Russian government since the full-fledged invasion began um, Kalis said on social media the move was unsurprising and proof that she was doing the right thing okay well they, using Kalis's uh, logic everything russia is doing proves russia is doing the right thing that's how stupid these people are i swear We're, well, these people are idiots I, i'm just tired they're they're idiots Putin's uh, decision to invade ukraine prompted deep concern in estonia it says that it could be next no why would they waste your time with you crappy people estonia needs to prepare together yeah you all need to prepare for wars if you can afford it, go ahead, knock yourselves out. You know? All right, Navalny, at one time, if you're familiar with Navalny, he was a, a dissident figure in Russia. For a short time, he rose up to be like a competitor, but a very low level competitor for the Moscow mayorship. That was the highest level he reached inside of. Russian politics, was a two-bit runner-up politician to the mayorship of Moscow. That's it. He never got higher than that. In Russia, Navalny is literally a nobody. Nobody cares about the guy. Nobody. He's irrelevant. It's like some loser to the mayorship of Los Angeles when you think about it. Do you really care? Do you even know who these people are? of course not you you don't care you don't know and like the west at least the western press is trying to play this up into some major thing guys stop it already do you remember who the runner-up was to the mayorship of dallas do you how about let's take another major city new york do you remember who the runner-up was in the latest election to new york see how many americans know that person that's how relevant Navalny is to Russian society. Totally irrelevant. Nobody cares. The idea that Putin needed to kill the guy for what? He's he's nobody. There's no point. There's there's just there's none. So it has nothing to do with Putin. You have um, Gonzalo Lira, who was a, an American was killed probably, essentially killed inside of a Ukrainian prison, and not a thing was said in the West. Why is that? Well, because he runs against, I guess, Jewish narratives for the Western world. Be my best guess. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyways, Tallinn. Who's Tallinn? Tallinn, Tallinn, Tallinn. Uh, can you imagine Estonia is going to double the troops on the Russian border? Ooh. The Russia doesn't care. Honestly, I can't imagine Russians even caring. Tallinn, which is the capital of Estonia, has uh, been a strong proponent of European spending more on its own defense. You know what? Estonia can spend every single, whatever euro they have. It ain't going to matter. Who's Tallinn? What's Estonia? Estonia is like combining, I don't know, San Francisco and the surrounding areas—it's nothing. Uh, anyways, we'll see. So, anyways, that's kind of an interesting development. If you're following the Russian story, of course, uh, big news coming out of Russia actually, and not so much Russia but uh, Ukraine. If you've been following the story, you have this this town on the basically it's uh, by all peoples. Statements. It is a suburb of Donetsk, which is Donetsk is, of course, the capital of the People's Republic of Donetsk. It's, it's one of the two main breakaway regions. One was Lugansk, the other was Donetsk. And Abdeevka, the city, is really like a suburb of Donetsk. So it'd be like Los Angeles is Los Angeles, which is actually not so big. And you have Santa Monica. You know, Santa Monica is like you don't know the difference basically but they they're like parts of the same city in some respects and uh have has been routed literally this week starting yesterday the route really picked up steam yesterday it's said that thousands if not well thousands of ukrainian soldiers are being you know mauled to death here or or we may have a case of thousands being taken prisoner we don't know yet the uh the Ukrainians and their Jewish genius, because it's Jewish genius running Ukraine, sent their most sophisticated brigade, their third brigade, which is their AZA battalions, towards Abdeyevka to try to hold it. Uh, they got mauled. They lost like two or three battalions worth of people they pulled out said screw this we're not going into there so if david is essentially being routed it's not going to stop the shelling of Donetsk, which is a key goal of the russians uh for you know get that city to be at least secure more secure but it's a huge route politically in ukraine also now you've had kirby um i think it's defense secretary kirby uh, i believe it's Or maybe he's, I think he's defense. But Kirby's up there saying that the reason why all this has happened is because Americans haven't approved another $61 billion to Ukraine. And because of that, Ukraine is not able to defend itself. It's like, you know what, Kirby? Again, idiot. Everybody just say, you know what, that's the dumbest thing we ever heard, Kirby. Can you come up? We're at a stage now where if a politician says something it should be just dismissed out of hand. Why you want to discuss nonsense? Why would you debate nonsense? That's nonsense, so don't do it. Just say, you know what, Kirby, that was the dumbest thing we've ever heard. You know, we've spent over $100 billion collectively in Ukraine. It got us nothing. They're losing the war. No matter what you throw at them, they're going to lose even more. I don't know who it was, but it was a a politician inside of Moscow. And he's saying, look, you can't defeat us. It's just stupid. Stop thinking you can. We have unlimited resources. It's a country with something like, I don't know, what, $81 trillion worth of natural resources? They have everything they need, everything they need. They have a high... IQ-educated society. They have great cohesion across the entire Russian Federation, so they can pull upon soldiers from all over Russia. They have 155-some-odd million people going against a Ukraine that is Jewish-run. It is run by a bunch of faggots. It's run by a bunch of transgenders. It's run by a bunch of Jewish degenerates. And you're going to go against a cultured, civilized society like Moscow and Russia. Really, Jewish degenerates on on, the, on one hand and a highly advanced civilized society called Russia on another. Who's going to win, the Jewish degenerates or the civilized Russian society? Common sense, who's going to win? The, the, the civilized society has unlimited resources, $81 trillion worth. They can draw upon all of that. They don't need anything from anybody. And you have a bunch of Jewish degenerates running Ukraine. Begging people for money every other week. Oh, please, please, comrade, can you send another twenty-seven billion dollars? Oh, I need five billion. Oh, I need a hundred million. What? You can only send six million. We lost that million people with the Holocaust. Oh, you need to make it at least seven million. This is sacrosanct. You can't use the term six million. More than six million. Now, more than six million dollars. I mean, who's going to win? The Jewish degenerates or the Russians, the civilized society with the, with the high intellect, unlimited resources, who's going to win? I mean, it's just common sense. And Kirby's up there saying, "Well, you know, we didn't get shells to them, dude. You could send as many shells as you want to, Jer- or the Russians are just going to blow it up before it ever gets to the front line, anyways. You can't assure us that the Ukrainians won't even sell it all on the black market. You freaking moron." And all you're going to do is use a ton of that money, 80% of that, to, to, to enrich the, the military manufacturers inside of the United States so they can make all these shells at an inflated price. So it's not even a proper use of capital. And that's where it gets down to is how capital is allotted. How is it being utilized? We're not doing anything to invest that creates more capital. We're not building roads, we're not building bridges, we're not building ports, we're not building anything that adds value to the economy. I mean, let's be honest, you know, you take a a strip of land and you plop down a railroad stateway station there, and the rail is going to stop there every day, guess what's going to happen? That place where the railroad stops is going to see economic growth. More people are going to come to serve the train. Well, it's like that across the entire economic spectrum. If you don't build anything that adds value to society, you're not going to have anything. And how are we going to have anything if the only thing that Jews are interested in is Holocaust museums and sending money to Israel where it goes into another black hole and they just burn it on murdering everybody? And that's where America is at today. Do we fund Jews in their Holocaust museums so we can all learn about how Jews are liars and thieves and and cheats? You don't know that, but you can read between the lines. Or do we send all our money to Israel and, and Ukraine where it can be lost in a black hole? And that's what the solution is for the American people. Plain and simple. While Abdeevka is falling the 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 what do you call it? The fallout. We'll see now, because it's done. I mean, this this thing is, is it's done. Avdeika is done. The battle's over. All that's left now is the mop-up and the, uh, what do you call this? Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the political mop, really the mop-up and then the political fallout. All right. Now, going back to Trump, What I see is this. MAGA in America is massive. No doubt about it. MAGA in America is massive. And to claim otherwise is, again, to fall under some type of delusion yourself. And that makes no sense. You have to recognize political realities. The problem with MAGA is... And it's, again, it's a positive, too. I mean, Trump, on one hand, has been very good for the United States. Not so good for the rest of the world. But so what? The rest of the world is out for themselves, and America should be also. Did you know China has its uh, 2025 policy? China says that by 2025, they want to essentially have everything that can be made inside of China made inside of China. Ah. Saudi has their Agenda 2030. Agenda 2030 is the same thing. China wants to build everything it can build inside, or not China. Saudi Arabia wants to build everything inside of Saudi Arabia that Saudi Arabia can build. And they're going to pay handsomely to let that happen. But they want to bring everything on board. See, the trend of the world right now is not this delusional fairy tale. Of a bunch of moronic Jews, because they're freaking morons, pushing their diversity, equity, and inclusion. That is not the future. That's a death cult. Jews are part of a massive global death cult. The way of the future, the companies that are going to prosper, and Trump kind of, I talk about this in my opening segment, uh, intro to the show, that uh, the world is not going to be for globalists. It's going to be those for patriots, for nation-states that start to protect their own. Think about it, because this is very important. The future is going to go to those where there are nation-states that protect their own. Where the countries that will lose are those that follow after these morons, these Jews, and their diversity, equity, and inclusion. They will be the losers. China has their 2025 policy. The problem with China, frankly, is their COVID nutcase They've lost all credibility. These morons are out there PCR testing their tilapia. They're testing their crabs. They're testing the floor. They're going in, they're testing the urinals in the bathrooms. They're testing everything. And you're like looking at these guys saying, you guys are the biggest jump bunch of morons going. Complete fricking morons. So okay, China is led by a bunch of uh, unfortunately too many idiots there. Bunch of bunch of globalist vaccine peddling jackasses. So they're gonna they're gonna have a huge problem, and their economy has big problems. America is led by degenerates, pedophiles, globalists, diversity, equity, inclusion. HR departments. So America has a huge problem. It has to go through a massive, at least because it's my country I can speak this, it has to go through a massive counterculture slash purge. The communists which are largely Jewish people, diversity, equity and inclusion, the transgenders, these are probably your three main groups. All of them have to be routed. If there is a DEI person in power, that person has to be routed. If there's a DEI person in the HR department, that person has to be routed. If there is a Jewish person running a a bank, that Jew has to be routed. We need to go the full model that was done in the 1930s, which was to eliminate Jews from all powers of influence. Just remove them. And that's what has to happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen. That's what has to happen. Otherwise, you're not going to improve. If you're constantly got a Jew harping from the media about this, that, for instance, imagine how many Jews are involved in the Navalny story. It's it's nothing. They're spending who knows how many hundreds of millions of dollars worth of press time to sell us the Navalny story that absolutely means absolutely nothing in the real picture. Again, nobody cares about a second-rate guy who lost the mayorship in Dallas ten years ago. Okay, you're not going to. Who who was the runner-up to mayor in Los Angeles ten years ago? If you're American, who was it? Do you care? That's Navalny. One to one. That's Navalny. How about you in Canada in Ottawa? Who was the runner-up to mayor in Ottawa in, nine, in 2007, 2008? Do you remember that guy? I bet you don't. I, I'm willing to put at least, a, a, I don't know, some type of a lunch or something, dinner over that. I bet you don't remember. That's Navalny. Okay? Who was the runner-up to Manchester, or let's say London, in 2008? The runner runner up to the mayor in in London in two thousand and eight. How about Paris? How about Berlin? How about um, Rome? How about uh, I don't know um, Vienna? You remember any of these runner ups? See, this is how stupid Jewish people are. They, to me, it's stupid because we are. You know, you should have a brain, and you'll be like Jew. Jew, really Jew, because I don't know your name, but Jew, why are you bothering me by printing story after story after story about a Navalny who's basically a runner-up to a mayor of Vienna in 2008? Who gives a shit? Are you freaking out of your mind? No, you're Jewish. Let's sit back, back after this
4: It's a completely unexpected assortment of people. There is no thread that I can find that connects all of the people who've popped up in my life to be that lone, brave person in the crowd who says, no, thank you. You could not have known who these people are. They don't fit a common profile. Some are people like me. Some of them don't look like me at all. Some of them are people I despised on political grounds just a few years ago. But there is in one case someone who I made fun of on television, who was really the embodiment of everything I found repulsive, who in the middle of COVID decided, no, I'm not going along with this. And once you say one true thing and stick with it, all kinds of other true things occur to you. The truth is contagious. And the second you decide to tell the truth about something, you are filled with this, I don't want to get supernatural on you, but you are filled with this power from somewhere else. Try it. I disagree with you. We'll talk about these issues in the open regardless of the color of our skin. The more you tell the truth, the stronger you become. That's completely real. But you look around and you see these people and some of them really have paid a heavy price for telling the truth. They are cast out of their groups, whatever those groups are, but they do it anyway.
3: My dear, I was in deep meditation for our kundalini tantric sharing when I sensed a disturbance in the farce.
7: Yes, my darling Michael, I sense it too. Something is changing with my lost weekend with Giuseppe the G-Man.
3: Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? (laughs) Listen, guess what today is? Hump Day! Woo-hoo!
10: That's right, Truthaholics. Your lost weekend with Giuseppe now begins on Hump Day.
3: Hump Day!
10: The Sane Asylum Hump Day Hoot Nanny, Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. The Sane Asylum Thirsty for Truth, Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. The Perfect Triangle, TGIF Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Your Messiah must rest on the Sabbath. Then the fastest hour in talk radio, the worldwide simulcast of the Sunday Night Sane Asylum on RepublicBroadcasting.org and SpeakFreeRadio.com. Woo! If you miss any live show, head over to the podcast section at speakfreeradio.com to guzzle you some truth.
5: You're listening to Speak Free Radio, the free speech internet radio platform.
2: Hi oh. everybody, welcome back, it's Fetch Inside the Eye, live, intelligent media for the politically aware. Uh, telephone line 323-275-1314, that's one three two three two seven five one three one four. Um. 1314 Okay, people, Fritz, I don't know, Fritz, you're still around, no. Now, people are saying they were having trouble getting into the chat room, I'm not sure why that would be. But nonetheless, uh it's not on me. Mm-hmm. Live chat. Let's see what's happening there, everybody. Again, if you are also at speakfree radio.com forward slash itel where I'm actually streaming live. You can watch me do the show here while I'm munching on whatever and drinking whatever. Um chat room is slow for me to load to. Uh, anyways, what can I say? You're taking forever, dude. Load already. Live chat. I'll just reload it one more time. And hopefully it'll load. All right, anyways, where were we? Uh let me just play a real quick a clip real quick uh regarding Colon not Kolomoyski. He's gonna come into conversation. Uh but Zelensky. And this is who Chuck Schumer and the rest of these clowns. What was that guy's name? It wasn't Schumer. I forget, guy out of New York wants to send $61 billion to Ukraine. Can you imagine what $61 billion would do for the Americans? You know, just if you're a regular American out there, if some of that money went to you, I mean, literally just in your pocket, just to help. Can you imagine? Divide, uh, 270 million by 306 by 61 billion and see what you get. Okay. I'm actually having a hard time reaching my chat room also right now. <clears throat> Uh, From my browser. Mm -mm -mm. Yes, not loading. That's bizarre. It's bizarre. I'll just kind of chop it. All right, that was bizarre. We'll try again later. I'll assume it's still going. I don't have any moderators there. I should probably assign a couple just to help. Uh, Let's see. Where do we want to go with this? We want to go to... There's someone saying that Navalny, by the way, regarding the Navalny story. Navalny was a CIA asset. I believe that's possible. I'm not saying he was, but I believe it's possible. All right. Uh, there was a recent interview with, uh, uh ooh, sometimes I go so fast I forget who I'm talking about, uh, Colonel McGregor. And Colonel McGregor was on with uh,
4: Tucker Carlson talking about Zelensky. Who is Zelensky? Exactly. How would you characterize Zelensky? Well, Zelensky. George W. Bush called him our generation's Winston Churchill. uh,
10: Well, this is W, right? Yeah. Uh, Not a very thoughtful man. Uh, He was a comedian who made a living uh, acting on stage, uh, frequently pretending to be a transvestite, doing things with uh, various body parts that I won't go into. And he was picked up by uh, an oligarch named Kolomoisky. Kolomoisky is the individual who's probably more responsible than anybody else for funding this atrocity we call the Azov regiment that runs around with the swastikas and Nazi gear and so forth. And he was picked and then blessed by Victoria Nuland and, and the State Department as their man. Now, when he originally ran for office, he ran on a peace platform and he was overwhelmingly elected across the country because he said, if I am Elected as your president I will make peace with Russia Ukrainians didn't want to go to war With Russia Uh, They were looking for a way out of this And a resolution to the crisis Of course once he was in there He took a different road And I can't help but think that that road Was defined for him by
2: us Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the United States has screwed Ukraine. Ukraine, honestly, guys, I think over the next 10 years may not exist as a country. Uh, if, if it does exist at all, what's going to be left will be non-economically viable. A bunch of Jews in New York and Washington are going to be scheming with a bunch of Jews in Tel Aviv to route tons of money to keep Ukraine still afloat. That would be my guess. Uh, I cannot imagine for a second that, um, Ukraine is going to be able to survive, nor is there interest by any people in the region for Ukraine to survive, at least when it comes to the Russians. And they're the only people there. The people running NATO are kind of like, uh, I don't know, hard to, hard to determine what these NATO people are. They're just not very bright. That's the problem with America and the West. We're run by really stupid people. I mean, really, really, really stupid people, not stupid, really, 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 really stupid people. You know, Baerbach and Schultz, and it's like these guys, like even Putin was saying the other day, like he doesn't get it. How is it that Baerbach and some of these other politicians in inside of their the EU, what is it that makes them be so destructive towards their own people? And that's something also that uh, Tucker was saying. Visits the store, spends money. thinks it's going to cost around four hundred dollars. It costs around one hundred dollars. Is shocked. It's like, you know, it's it's starting to see. You know what? Our leaders in the West hate us. Um, <clears throat> you know, we talk about silence, okay? And and part of what we mean by silence is acquiescence. Your your ability to just stand silent in the face of people unjustly accused. And frankly, it has to stop. Whether or not you would stop it is whatever, I don't know. But as uh our my was Mr. V says in the background here. it's so true. Man, V, your thoughts are so clear now. It's just like damn, good job, dude. Um, you had the Age of Treason guy, who is uh, I think a tan stoffel, Comes out and he says, "Here, let's start by nothing. Let's start by noting that there are two very specific kinds of blasphemy that Jews are most keen to stop." The first they call Holocaust denier, by which they mean any form of challenge to or rejection of their version of history. Now, that is, again, so true. The second, it's not as bad as it used to be, but I'll tell you, 10 years ago, maybe when this idea was formulated, 15, 20 years ago, if you hinted, and it's still true today, but if you hinted that the Holocaust wasn't real, the backlash was like amazingly swift, amazingly vitriolic. It, in some respect, it was like a comedy routine, watching Jews just try to, like, they see all these holes in their ship and they're just trying to plug it with wadding paper or something. They're just uh, putting the paper on the hole here, putting the paper here, doing whatever they can to stop the leak. Man, and they would go eight eight shit crazy. I mean, if you want to deny the Holocaust in a group of Jews, the response will be the equivalent of a digital chimp out that you might see in an African community after uh, some perceived slight by the police. It'll be a digital Jewish chimp out. They're going to go crazy. So... Here on the Holocaust, if everybody, 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 everybody said enough is enough, shut your freaking mouths about your macabre fairy tale, apologize to us for the blood libel you're going to give to us, or face our backlash directly to your face, after a few times, Jews are going to get the hint that they cannot just simply throw their bullshit in everybody's faces, which is what they expect right now. They expect to be able to throw their bullshit in your face, slap you in the face, and you're supposed to be humiliated by it. Now, it's kind of like, I guess, if you go to a fine restaurant, right? And you've picked a a bad date, and you're a guy, and you're paying for the date. And the date gets up, and she literally smacks you in the face right inside of that very exclusive restaurant. And you know, you can't just respond back in that, and you're stuck with the humiliation, and you got a deal now. And it was looking at you like you did something wrong when all the problem was your date the whole time. That's the equivalent of what Jews do to us on a daily basis. There's a bad date that gets up in a crowded restaurant, slaps you in the face, screams about all these accusations, and you're stuck there with egg on your face, now not able to defend yourself. That's the Jewish trick. Now, once we understand that the problem isn't that guy, but it's the date, and everybody started to to focus their ire against the date, which in this case is Jews, they're not going to be so free to just get up and smack you in the face in public. In fact, maybe they should be hauled into a a court for abuse. Assault. Because every time a Jew calls you an anti-Semite, that's what it is. It's a type of intellectual assault. And here you are in a public forum trying to defend yourself against this assault. The Jew should be charged with assault. Especially when it's malicious, and most of the time it is. So you've got a stupid, childish, third-grade level of historical narrative going on in the west our entire policy our entire world um, view begins and ends with this stupid childish fairy tale put out there by jews how stupid is that and we're all sitting there like we're all silent like yeah you Jews are not right but we don't want to speak come on man start speaking In this period, they want to cast all of us who are whites today, native, you know, Europeans. They want us all to feel shame for something that we have nothing to do with. Listen, you Jews involved us in all these wars that cost us half a million people, and you're shameless. You don't even thank us for saving your your butts. Then, Then you lied to us about the numbers. There's nothing about you guys we have respect for. And say straight up, adult to adult, man to man, screw you. Take your bullshit, take your blood libel, and shove it back up your you-know-what. Or we will start throwing it and shoving it back down your throat equally. Because that's what they do. They bring out the courts, they bring out the police, they bring out the thought control police. They try to destroy you physically, emotionally, intellectually, financially. Yet you're not supposed to fight back. Now, that's the level now. See, they want this for themselves, but then they want the governments literally to stop and enforce all forms of criticism against them, and especially against their ethno-state Israel. Hey, if you criticize Israel, it's a form of anti-Semitism. For what? This death cult that goes out and murders 27 members of a family without any remorse? You got your soldiers out there putting out their TikTok videos on how to blow up mosques? And yet you, you sit there and you brag about hitting, targeting 12-year-old kids. There's nothing about the Jewish state that is worth shit. It is a satanic death cult, as some people call it. Nothing about that place is worth saving. It needs to be literally surrounded. Nobody left off and let this thing fall apart and let them implode. And let them live the life that they want to bring to everybody else. No escape from Israel. None. Let everybody just go in. People can be as humane or not as they want. Nobody should care. And if, if you're, you're, you warrant humane treatment, okay. But you know what? The vast majority of Jews don't warrant humane treatment. Now, as we all know, Jews have been complaining to us, whites in, the, in America, for decades upon decades upon decades. Yet we're not supposed to criticize their bullshit. As Mr. V put it out there, effectively the Jews and their worshipers are calling for a ban on blasphemy against Jews. We're supposed to treat Jews as some high race that is above any criticism. And here's the funny thing. Did you follow your Noahide laws? Worshiping Jews is a blasphemy itself. It violates the Noahide laws. You're actually not supposed to worship Jews. Yet Jews create the conditions where they want you to worship them. In fact, they tell you to worship them. Now you're in violation of the Noahide laws. Guess what? They get to chop your head off. What? You were worshiping us Jews because we told you you had to worship us Jews. And you actually did it because you did it. We get to chop your head off. Or kill you with a vaccine. Or send you to death in uh, some other way, like uh, poisoning your food supply. Maybe we just cut it off entirely and you can starve. It's one of our favorite ways. So they don't want any irreverence against them. They don't want any disrespect. As they really deserve respect. They don't want any distaste with their policies. Yeah, murdering kids is just so fantastic, right, Jews? All you scumbags, go ahead, go ahead. Tell me to my face, killing Jew, killing children is great. Tell me, because I know you can't tell me. If I'm in Israel, you'll say it, because I know in Israel you're free to be your own anti-human, animalistic, barbaric people, because you're among your own, right? But at least amongst us go, you got to temper yourself a little bit. You believe it's cool to to murder all them Goyim children, don't you? Come on, Jew, admit it. Admit it, dude. Because I can see it in your eyes. Yeah. You can't say it in a non Jewish world, but if you could just, just fly off to Israel, man, you could join the let's go kill the kids brigade. Forty two million strong. I mean, I there's only ten million Jews out there, but you can go find some in to for that one. You're not supposed to complain against Jews. You're not supposed to even disagree with them. You know, not even AI will disagree with a Jew. You ever notice that? Go look into AI and start watching AI. It won't disagree with a Jew. Now, here's the problem. If you have an AI being trained and formulated to where it will not argue with or disagree with a Jew, eventually as it self-learns and teaches itself, the idea of disagreeing or criticizing a Jew becomes part of the AI algorithm, and guess what? AI condemns you for things Jews programmed into it. And it was like, well, AI hey, said so. Amazing how it all works, right? Turn out to the phones real quick, 727. Hi, welcome to Inside the I Life.
11: Hey, Thanks, Ed. You're on a roll today.
2: Thank you, man. Just sh- but I appreciate it. Thanks. How are you, Earl? Well-
11: Good. You know, I, I just want to make an observation. Uh, for one observation is is that we don't know who's Jewish and who isn't, when, because you remember what they call Vatican II, uh, that what happened back in the 60s when uh, the Jews and the Catholics like, they converged. Are you familiar with that?
2: Actually, no. Not being Catholic, I don't follow their politics too much, but it sounds important, so go ahead and yeah. enlighten us.
11: Yeah, it was called Vatican II. You can look that up. It's too much for me to get into. But that's when everything changed. Now, with that said, we're fighting the battle the wrong way, and I can tell you why. For one, you're not going to beat them militarily. You're not going to beat them politically, and you're not going to beat them monetarily. We're up against uh, an enemy that hits below the belt. In order to beat that enemy, you must hit below the belt lower and harder than that enemy does. We have some very smart people in our movement. Uh, most of them aren't, but some of them are. Some of them have doctorate degrees and, and things like this. And what they're doing is they're educating people and they're talking about history and they're, and they're doing a great job of what they're doing. But I can tell you the smartest guy in the room will lose this fight hands down. Because take a look at what the other side does. You talk about it constantly on your show. <laughs> you know, it, it's going to boil down to who comes up with the most stupidest, most idiotic, most ridiculous ideal is the one that's going to win this fight. And I use, use Patrick Little as an example. Take a look at his videos. He, he ran for office. He lost hands down. Because he's, he's not in their league politically. He would never have a chance of winning in any battle with them. But he beat them hands down in the battle of the minds. He drove them literally nuts. By the end of the battle, they were so mentally exhausted, they didn't know what was up or down. But he was just getting warmed up. you know. So that's what it's going to be. The stupidest guy in the room wins this fight. And that's my observation. That's what I
2: just say. Yeah, in some ways, you're right because all it really takes. Because we have more stupid people than they have stupid people. You know what I mean? And we have more intellectuals. (laughs) It's just just demographics, okay? Nothing personal here, guys. It's just demographics. we got way more stupid people than Jews have stupid people. And Jews, the vast majority of their population is stupid. Even their intellectuals are stupid. But even on an intellectual level, because uh, of our demographics, we have probably 100 times more intellectual people than Jewish people have when you really break it down. But like you said, it's below the belt, and I'll tell you what, maybe the trick is to motivate and educate our stupid people to do something stupid to their stupid people, and uh, you have an all-out war, you know, uh, type of thing, where our stupid people want to survive for their family, and the only way they can survive in this battleground is to protect themselves, and the only way a stupid person can, which is, of course, uh stuff we're not supposed to call for on the air.
1: Yeah,
11: well, I'm not suggesting that you do stupid things such as violence or anything illegal. Yeah, no, 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 I mean, no. no.
2: Can't be doing, is, doing
11: that. You know, they're not doing, they're not doing violence and things illegal uh, outside of what the military, you know, scope is. But it's just that basically in general, you're not going to beat them militarily. You're not going to beat them financially. You're not going to beat them politically. The only way you can beat them is psychologically. Take a look at Correct. what Patrick Little does. He didn't have it chance politically but he beats every single one of them psychologically
2: yeah and, and it's all just yeah, all. he's not afraid to speak up that's where i'm coming with today's show i mean listen st- stop silence just just speak up you know you see what's happening to your country just speak up
11: uh, but you know i think he's serious i don't think he's doing this I think he believes what he's doing is serious, you know? I mean, when I look at those, those films, I mean, it, it keeps me in the, the biggest group of stitches that you could ever imagine. But you know, and I think what it is, is takes a guy who believes he's smart, but he's, but he isn't, you know? And it's just, I think that's just it. You have, you need people that are stupid, but think they're smart, you know?
2: Now you know. Uh, you know, they yeah, say I'll the most most thanks. No, right, as you're saying, the most dangerous thing is when you have an opponent who thinks he's smart, but's actually stupid, and they believe the fact that they're smart. Uh, you just can't defeat those people so easily. That's the Jewish people in a nutshell. <laughs>
11: <laughs> <It is. laughs> That's why I say whoever comes up with the most idiotic, retarded, stupid ideal will win this by dance now. <laughs> So, uh, all right, I'll let you go, Let's Get back to your rant. It was good.
2: <laughs> Thanks so much, Cheryl. That's Earl, everybody. three two three two seven five one three one four three two three two seven five one three one four. Um. 1314. How much time we got? We have three minutes here before we go into a break. Let me do a quick cat report. If you don't mind hearing a cat report, I'm looking around for my cat, right? She's nowhere to be seen today. None. And I'll tell you why there's a very important reason because, uh, last night I came home and there was no food, no food at all. And like, if you know my cat, she's so polite, right? So she won't like knock the food over. She could. If she wanted to, she could knock it over and spill food all over the floor, and she could eat to her heart's content, but she will not do that. She's so polite. She patiently waits for me to come home, and then I fill up fill up her bowl. So last night I got home, I filled up the bowl, and she's been very sweet the past few weeks, and she crawls into bed with me when I went to bed, and she's underneath the, the covers. And then I woke up, did some things, was very tired. I went back to sleep to get just get some rest because I got a busy week that's coming up so I took some rest and uh she crawled under the covers you hear some panting and she gave birth to four kittens in my bed while I'm sleeping not really sleeping she started while I was semi-sleeping and I'm like you could hear panting away it's like well that's Okay, I think she's giving birth. You can see she's been very pregnant for the last few weeks here. So I've got four new kittens here and they're still on the bed. I took them off the bed. I put them into a box. Of course, I had to change all my sheets and coverings because that's kind of messy. So I, uh, put them in a box and she promptly jumped down and not one, not even a delay. She picked them up by the way cats do and put them right back on the bed. I'm like, Okay, so I put down a uh, folded uh, blanket for her, and she's now on the blanket with the kittens. And I every time, if like, I haven't done it now, but uh, maybe I do it through this break. I go in and say hi. What you doing? And she's like, meow meow. It's like, hey, you know, yeah. Where are you? I'm doing the show, but she's like, I'm busy. Can't you see? I'm busy. I'm busy. See, I, I got. I'm busy. So she's a new mom. Got four kittens. One of them is about as black as black as you can get. Not a single patch of white anywhere. I don't know if that's a good omen or a bad omen, for those of you who are superstitious. But literally, I mean black. Not one ounce of gray, white, anything, anywhere. This is a pure, I've never ever had a pure, 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 pure black cat before. Yeah, I love my white cats. Got lots of had lots of white cats in my day. Still have one in the Philippines called Wiley. He's a sweetie. But uh yeah, four new kittens guys. Uh, I'm gonna have to deal with that coming in another six weeks. It's a bitch. Back one more right after this. For all the new pilots that are coming up this year all the hiring for the new pilots the main focus is going to be diversity what
12: <laughs> diversity
2: not the best pilots you can find the ones with the most hours of experience
4: nope diversity i don't know about you but i'm sick and tired of flying all the time with these white pilots landing safely and on time <laughs> boring
2: The fetch and Inside the Eye Live is not always so serious, guys. You know, we have a lot of fun on this show, but it just you can't tell. <laughs> We're trying to be serious all the time. But at 3 That's 30, the I chat. Heck, my chat room is so dead right now. It's like i got nine people there. Join us in the chat room, everybody, Inside <laughs> the Eye. <I.
9: laughs> oh, dear, I'm so honored to be your first guest, that is. You awesome are great. my guest. Yeah, it's kind of cool, huh? Yeah, it is indeed. You know,
2: yeah, I'm, thinking, of most, I, I'm thinking about getting a lady co-host. What do you think? I should add a lady co-host to this? Just, we'll just change the whole format for Thursday. i
9: I think it's nice if you've got someone you can bounce on. You <laughs> should be careful if you use lady co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, dear.
9: Is this live? <laughs> Actually, yes, it is. I'm not listening to this. I'm not listening back to this part. You know, I? maybe, maybe Grissom going to cut this part out. He's going <laughs> to cut it
2: out and say, this wasn't live. I know they were making a mistake. <laughs> everybody welcome back still snacking we have a very good mic here it's uh recommended by the studio by paul english audio technica um but it's a very nice mic and uh it doesn't pick up any background noise so i've got um now bruce springsteen who has this uh <coughs> bob Seeger chirping away in the background nice music i can do the show you can't hear it i don't think you can hear it all right um uh, let's see leave that i can't do any memes uh first of all i, I don't know um blackbird if you know frederick uh, c blackburn he's got a show called the snack shack show which is like it's an hour long dude that's a snack that's why he called it the snack shack he has a show called the snack shack uh, what time it go what, is it, what time is that thing uh blackbird if you can't put it in the uh skype what time's your show So anyways, he'd like me to be on the Snack Shack show tonight. I think I could actually make it. My energy's okay. I can go to bed, sleep for a few more hours and get back up. Uh, So put your show time here. I'll announce that. Uh, What else? So maybe I'll do another hour today. Last Snack Shack show, by the way, if you didn't hear, it was actually pretty good. I felt it was good anyways. Backwards typing now, everybody. We're waiting, dude. With, with, with absolute mesmerize. 7, 8 p.m. Eastern. All right. 7, 8 p.m. Eastern at uh, Republic Broadcast. I don't know. Uh, is that show, uh, rebroad or simulcast here on Speak Free Radio? I'm not sure. Is that a, a yes or a no? So you have the Snack Shack again on the Republic Broadcasting Network. 7, 8 p.m. Saturdays. Um, Yes, BB9 and Dennis, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think I'll go ahead and do that show, BB, but uh, I'm just curious if you're simulcast here as well. That'd be nice if you are. He's typing again. Dude, get those fingers moving, dude. Uh, Let's see. Then we'll get moving on with the show again. Still typing, still typing, still typing. I'm doing play by play, chat, play by play. You're the chat AI. This is called chat play by play, radio style. Uh, not anymore. RBN and Spreaker only. Okay, so that's the deal then. So it's going to be uh, uh, 7, 8 p.m. tonight. Um I'll be a guest, I guess, on the Snack Shack from 7, 8 p.m. at RBN and the Spreaker Radio Network. So I just went in, checked on the cat because people love the cat report. And she is uh doing great. She does, I say, how you doing? She says, meow. How you doing? She says, meow. I brought her some food, so she's getting served breakfast in bed type of thing. So, by she's getting too spoiled. And I put some, uh it's very kind of cool in the bedroom, so I put some uh blanket on top of the kittens. Keep them warm, so she's kind of like cozy underneath that stuff. And um, it's cat report, man. I got four new kittens. That's kind of cool. All right. Let's move along with the show. Ooh, that's a nice black cat, dude. That's a nice black cat. All right. So you sent me a nice picture of a black cat, and that's actually pretty nice. Um I'm not a black cat fan, but I have this one's black as black gets. I mean seriously, black, 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 black. All right. I don't have a lot of shows pulled up. I was late. I I didn't get really studied here on the show today. Shouldn't admit that, but it's true. Um let's kinda of go over to South Korea. South Korea, what's happened here is that the world is actually going through a demographic implosion. And you may find that as a shock, maybe not, but it's really going through a demographic implosion where you have the an explosion of demographics as in non-educated worlds, basically low IQ stuff. So when you're Jewish, you know, you got to think like a Jew here. You got to think like a Jew. Jews think they're smart. They come up with all these schemes, and when you really break it down, they're just dumb. I mean, think about it. Most of this stuff is just dumb. Like nine eleven. Oh, Bin Laden, that was dumb. But the problem is you don't have an... Inv- if we had full instruments of state to break this stuff down, break it down. You know, January 6th was an insurrection. Let's go use our FBI, our Department of Homeland Security. Let's track down these 70-year-old grandmas and put them in jail or charge them with uh, insurrection. Okay, look... If you had the FBI in your hand or a, let's just say a, uh, let's just say a comparable internal security force and you had other internal security forces in your hand, how hard would it be just to accuse Jews of anything and everything and start arresting them? I mean, think about it. That's all they're doing. This isn't complicated. It's like, why are you charging a 70 year old woman for insurrection? Is this in the best interest of we, the people? Think about it. Is this in our interest? Are you, are you advancing some legal justice for the rest of us whom you're supposed to be serving? You ain't doing shit. Excuse the language, but you're not doing shit. All you're doing is making yourselves out to be complete, total jackasses, something that is an enemy of the American people. You want to talk about letitia james and how corrupt she is she pales in comparison to the fbi which has been a mister Fixit agency since its inception now with all the stupidity that jews do like six million what if it were against the law to talk about six million you tell, you you call someone anti-semite it's an immediate hate speech 15 years in jail Total forfeiture of all your assets, and we're going to put all of your family into re-education camp to teach them about how evil your your idea is. That's how they think. That's how stupid this all is. What You don't believe in the Holocaust? You're going to have to go to re-education camp. That's how stupid they are. It's no different. Guys, once you get into this realm of stupidity, Listen. If you advance the idea that the Holocaust really happened, that's a crime. Understand it's a crime. It's an anti-Western crime. It's a crime against Western people. It demands that you then serve at least a year in jail. You will have probation on your release. You will have to forfeit 50% of your revenue, 50% of your assets. It's going to go into re-education camps to teach other Jews who might have this uh misfortune of believing this fairy tale. I mean, that's what Jewish logic is, is using the state to impose themselves. What, you don't believe in the Holocaust? What, you sing about the Holocaust and you're going to get thrown in jail? Really? See, that's how stupid this whole thing is, folks. And everyone's like silent on it. It's like Jews can do whatever the hell they want, and everyone's silent. It's like, why are Jews allowed to do this? Okay, again, if you have full instruments of state, and you just do what they do, 6 million belief in the 6 million is a crime. Calling someone an anti-Semite is hate speech, and it's mandatory year in jail. Mandatory. Second offense, you sacrifice 50% of your revenue Third offense, you have to live under the bridge After we release you But you first have to serve three years of hard time You gotta break up rocks Into powder So you have a place to sleep Okay That is how stupid Jews think Oh We we can't have blasphemy against us. Let's put some of the hard labor and break rocks Which is stupid And we're dealing with this level of intellectual stupidity, this level of depravity. Now, in our system, free speech is number one for why? Because our ancestors, back when they put free speech into the very first right that we should all have and do have, was there because they faced an enemy the exact same as we face today. I mean, think about it. We're in a situation where the enemies of our ancestors have risen again to where we need to have a revolution to do what? To install free speech again? For what? I mean, think about it. For what? We're having to have a revolution just to have our rights? Because the enemy against our rights is risen again. Why would you have a right to free speech unless you were to protect yourself against what's happening to you today? Just common sense. So what happens then? We can kind of say when Jews rise to power, rights are suspended. Jews use those rights to rise to power, but once they have risen to power, they suspend everybody's rights. And then guess what? We need to have a revolution to put back the rights that we had to begin with that were there to prevent us from losing everything to these people that are totalitarians. See, it's a vicious circle. But that's really what's happening. And it's plain as day. I don't, how can you not say so? And then to those of you who are silent, Again, to the silent cowards out there, screw you. You see it happening. To all you Karens, I don't like to use the word Karen just to apply to white people because it's basically leftist liberal nutcase women. But um, what don't you get? Do you really want to? And maybe, again, I'm almost to the point now where I'm thinking maybe we have given too much power to women. Didn't want to sound that way a long time ago, but who knows? I hear the case over and over again. All right, let's go over to South Korea. Uh, we were talking before I got sidetracked about the demographic implosion. This is very, very real. In the West, you know, they keep talking about how they can't find people to fill jobs. Well, that's because you need educated people to fill a job and they're not left because you killed them all. Or you made them disabled to where they can't work. So now you want to bring in some Eritrean or some guy from, I don't know, Ghana. Ghana is reasonably civilized compared to others. But let's say a uh, Democratic Republic of Congo or uh, Sudan. Sudan, actually, is, I've had a lot of great Sudan people. i got to be careful. A lot of Sudanese are very smart people, really good to work with, just letting you know. My experience with Sudanese, they're very educated, at least the ones I've worked with. Very nice, very general, gentlemen, gentlewomen, good people to work with. That's my experience. Just gonna kind of pass that along. Sudan, okay? Educated Sudanese, fantastic people. My experience. Somalians never. No, I've never dealt with a good Somalian. Ever. I've dealt with some nice Iraqis, but they're kind of snakish. Uh good Saudis, but anyway, I digress. Where was I? I'm digressing here. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just chirping now. Uh let's see. Oh, yeah, the demographic replacement. So, you know, you can't replace your society with inferior people. So now what's the elites, the geniuses like the Klaus Schwab's want to do? They want to put robots in place of everything. They want to have an AI that is trained to defer to Jews. So we're still going to be in the same situation, but with a more advanced form of AI deferring to Jews. So we're not going to go anywhere politically anyway. So it's like almost a waste of time. AI, just unplug the damn thing. It's a waste of time. Well, in South Korea, which is, again, a very modernized, technocratic type of state, you know, they're very hardworking people. In South Korea, they now have the worst. And I don't know if this is worse than Ukraine. It's going to be hard to beat Ukraine, I would think. But South Korea has the worst fertility rate in the world. That's right. South Korea. Some link the country's demographic collapse to the emergence of. Feminism, citing that it instills bitterness into the hearts of women, worsens gender relations, and discourages young women from having children. Okay, feminism, true, it does that. But you know another problem I know with the Koreans is the Koreans are really hardworking people. You know, they came up from uh, post-Korean War, countries destitute, it was completely destroyed, started from nothing, and... You uh, guys that want to fight the boomers, okay? You know, hard work. There's still no escape for hard work. None. Uh, they uh, Koreans worked their asses off. Had to work overtime, extra hard to rebuild their country, and they built their country into really what could be considered a modern economic miracle. Well, in the very various public discourses inside of Korea, South Korea, um. You have a, kind of like a uh, pro, they're calling it a pro-North Korean agenda of female supremacy. Now, I'm not sure what that really means, but given there's little evidence that feminism in the south of, again, this is, now, this is your typical apologist bullshit article. Where is this coming from? This is coming from East Asia Forum. Okay, you want to spot. You want to spot a communist rag? Follow the language. So here it talks here. They will always say, in spite of the fact that there's no evidence. Oh, bullshit. Bullshit. Communist. Normally, I just stop right there. It's just a communist piece of crap rag. Skip it. But nonetheless, in this case, we still can see the, the realities of what's going on. The total fertility rate in Korea, dropped down to get this 1.5 in 1998, and you have an increase of young women identifying as feminists, but there's no proof. Increase. Half the women, 70% of the women are all feminists now, but there's no proof of anything. South Korea relies on conscription uh, to maintain its military strength. The number of draftees uh could fall down to 330 soldiers, and uh, this was 2020 to 2040. By 20, actually, it would fall to 240,000 by 2036 and 186,000 by 2089. So they just don't have people. And what's the problem? Feminism. Too much proof about it. See, here's the thing about Korea the bosses, and, and again, I'm not. I'm just taking this from anecdotal things I've read, so I'm not like an expert on this. But from what I understand is that bosses tend to be very, um, and that's a term they would use over there, bosses, by the way. Uh, But bosses, the, the management, they tend to be very against maternity. In other words, they want people like their previous generation to just work, 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 work. To build the country because it was in tatters. Everybody has to work hard. You can't take time off. And because of that, nobody has a life. They're just working their asses off. You don't have time for kids. You don't have time for anything. And women have joined the workforce. A lot of them don't want to have kids because they might lose their job. See, the job comes before children. And, uh, there's no end in sight, you know. So Korea again has a huge problem. They're the youth there, they want to keep delaying the births. You know, housing costs and household debt, uh, are going up. Um, further, of course, that limits uh, family building because you're always in debt. Uh, traditional patriarchal model has, uh, uh basically fallen apart stay-at-home mothers, which has deep roots in South Korean history. And uh, um that's going away as feminism has taken hold. So basically what it appears is that feminism has destroyed South Korea and um communist rags are trying to blame it on everything but feminism, you know, as if somehow the communist system itself isn't to blame. So... And we're seeing that across the world, of course. You know, same in Japan is very difficult. Uh, you know, they talk about the implosion inside of the European Union. Same thing, except for Russia, except for, uh, Hungary and maybe Poland. The policies are such that these, uh, we could only call them genocide in a very real way. We should see what, say it for what it is, is that Western policies, Western government policies are genocide straight up. Uh, What else is news? Uh, I heard Kamala Harris announced her candidacy for the presidency. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but I heard that was true. Uh, From what I heard, it's being all swept off the rug, but nonetheless, that's out there. Um, In Ireland, see, these guys will stop at nothing, folks. They want violent revolution, but if you're going to have violent revolution, you've got to be smart about it. You're going to have to be very smart about it, because that's about what's going to take, unfortunately. If you go into Twitter, and let me try to pull up the browser so it'll go faster. In Ireland, what they're doing is, if you're a dissident, they're actually removing you from the voting rolls. Can you imagine? If you don't fit a certain mindset. You're literally going to lose your right to vote in Ireland. At least that's what's being proposed.
0: There is a referendum coming up on the 8th of March. It's about protecting the likes of women's rights in Ireland and keeping women in the Constitution and keeping them protected within the Constitution. So you need to remember to vote no on that day against the government bill. Now, besides that, you need to be able to vote on that day, and this is why I'm talking to you. You have until the 20th of February, and D-Day is coming. You need to get registered to vote. If you're already registered to vote, you need to go and check that you're still registered to vote. There's serious glitches within the system for some reason, and a lot of people are missing off the register. So you need to go to checktheregister.ie, enter the likes of your simple details that you're addressing that, and it'll be able to tell you you whether or not you're still registered to vote. If you're not, it's just a case of rejigging it and getting you back in. But if you're not registered to vote already, guys, you only have a couple of days left. You need to get registered, and you need to stand up for yourselves and protect the people of this country.
2: This is very important, whether you are allowed... That is in Ireland, of course. So uh, you guys in Ireland, you have apparently an election coming up. And consider this a public service announcement. So you need to get out there if you want to still participate in the voting process. You're going to have to get out there and do something uh, before the 20th. Uh, today is the 17th. You got another three more days to finish that and get yourself in the, in the role. So don't say we're anti-democratic, guys. See, we just did a PSA for Ireland to promote uh, registration. So for those of you in the nationalist community, certainly you want to go in. Guys, it's going to take, uh, obviously, a political element to this you can't do everything by war you can't do everything by protest even though the protests the farmers protests have been very successful so far Uh, we've seen uh, bareback or whatever her name is i believe it's bareback in uh, germany back off of some of her policies regarding climate change but it's going to take this level of uh, this level of uh, focus you know the farmers are not silent Farmers are in mass saying, "No, no, we're not playing your freaking game anymore." And uh, let's just stop all deliveries to the supermarket. That's what you want, anyways. Okay, let's just do it now while we still have power and let everybody praise your policies. There'll be no food, and they can thank you for it. That's what you want. Okay, fine. We're going to drop it now while we still have some power, and they are seeing some success apparently uh, from Europe. All right. I'm seeing all these nice pictures of cats in my feed. That's kind of cool. Talk about the cat report. You get, you get feed of cats, you know, very good. Uh, pretty awesome, actually. All right. I didn't pull a lot of stories today, to be honest, <laughs> simply because I couldn't, I was sleeping. Um, but I was in Dubai yesterday, guys. Um, you know, it was nice. Uh, I, I was funny I, when I went to customs the other day yesterday in dubai i was literally at the far end the farthest you can get away from the exit and i was joking with the guy man you and me we can't get any further than this he says yeah it's not busy down here i kind of like it and i said yeah i can hear that all right so here victory for Europe's farmers as brussels caves in on emissions targets and eating less meat uh vanderlian you talk about a, a Door, what do they call them? Doorknob, dumb, broad. Okay. I hate to use the term broad. She's worse than that. But she's a, she's dead as, she's dumb as a door, door, what do they call door, doorknob? Not doorknob, door, stop? I forget what they call the door stops, the rubber stops. That is, anyways, I'll figure it out later. I forget. Some words I don't use for 15 years, I forget. Uh, getting old. Uh, What else is news? Let's see if we can pull something up here, documents. uh, um, The WHO pandemic, of course, is still out there uh, being played up a lot as far as uh, being damaging and perhaps dangerous to human rights. My point is this. If everybody votes for the WHO thing, uh, all the politicians involved, And in its entire network should be deemed as treasonous for working with an external enemy to sell out the country. And this calls for some type of revolution. They should be rounded up in due time, tried, executed. Anybody that wants to play this globalist game at that level where it shuts down your economy, shuts down the world. um, These people need to be rolled up and completely destroyed.
9: And I thank the UAE for its leadership in giving health such a prominent place in climate agenda, recognizing that the climate crisis is a health crisis. Still, the world is not prepared for a pandemic. The cycle of panic and neglect is... See,
2: in some ways, I think this is almost talking in code. You know, says the world is not prepared for a pandemic. What he's really saying is that the world is not prepared to accept totalitarianism in the form that they want to roll out. We're not ready for that yet. We're not set up for that. You know, we're not mentally ready to just lay down and let these faggots, because that's what Todoros is. He's nothing but a gay faggot. Okay, your typical homosexual totalitarian jackass. And when he says the world is not ready for a pandemic, what he's saying is that the world is not ready to accept our totalitarian vision for the world.
9: Evening, to repeat, and there will be a next time. History teaches us that the next pandemic is a matter of when, not if. And So again... History
2: teaches us that totalitarian always comes back to roost and he is the total, he's one of the voices for the totalitarian agenda it's not a product of if but when and people need to stand up against his when because that's what he's pushing for, totalitarianism. He wants to destroy the planet, create this utopian society for all his gay faggot friends where they can all run around, be transgenders, and think they're so smart. The world will implode because these idiots can't build a thing. And in the meantime, they enjoy the entire fruits of the world because they run it all. They can steal and milch and do whatever they want off of everybody. But think about it. Every time he says... We're not ready for the pandemic. He says we're not ready for his form of totalitarianism. It's a bench. Back after this.
7: Are most woke and who use the term privileged in that pejorative sense, which mm. means you have to shut the fuck up. <laughs> they are overwhelmingly white, mm. affluent, and well-educated. In other words, yeah. they are the privileged. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's the privileged who are telling other white people to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And the irony... Of this self-selected elite is that they're getting down on everyone else for being privileged but what they really want is more privilege for themselves it is a kind of greed because on top of having all the money and the great education and all the status that's not enough for them Mm. they have to have the moral high ground
2: yeah (laughs)
1: That white person that you see calling himself a liberal is the most dangerous thing in the entire Western Hemisphere.
8: Let me tell you a scary story. An economics professor at a local college made a statement that she had never failed a single student before, but had recently failed an entire class. The class had insisted that socialism worked. no one would be poor and no one would be rich a great equalizer the professor then said okay we will have an experiment in this class all grades will be averaged and everyone will receive the same grade no one will fail but no one will receive an a either after the first test the grades were averaged and everyone got a b the students who studied hard were upset and the students who studied little were happy as the second test rolled round. The students who studied little studied even less, and the ones who studied hard decided they wanted a free ride too, so they studied little. The second average test result was a D. No one was happy. When the third test rolled round, the average was an F. As the test proceeded, the scores never improved. As bickering, name-calling, and blame all resulted in hard feelings. And no one would study for the benefit of anyone else. To their great surprise, all failed. And the professor told them that socialism would ultimately fail. Because when the reward is great, the effort to succeed is great. When the government takes away all the reward, no one will try or want to succeed. And that is socialism, my friends. A race to the bottom.
3: You are listening to. Speak. Free. Radio. The free speech internet radio platform.
2: everybody welcome back it's the veg inside the Eye live intelligent media for the political aware i finally made myself made my way i should say into the chat room and uh yeah everything is going good but uh thanks so much and uh it's humming along very well inside the chat room and uh usually conversation is pretty good i haven't followed too much today but let's run out to the telephones real quick uh, i think it's 804 area code hi welcome to inside the i live
5: Hi Dennis, congratulations on the birth of your next your new kit litter.
2: Yeah, isn't that exciting? Now I got to figure out what to do with them after 6 weeks. <laughs> but Nonetheless, do it's always kind of fun. That not really. Work and not that really.
5: Would it's take one or two. N-
2: no, it's Saudi. I tried to keep her uh, protected inside the house so she couldn't get pregnant, and she literally so fell. Have,
5: I mean, people that you know, just mention it to people that you know, and somebody might, you know, just show them pictures or whatever. Yeah,
2: and, there are um, there are public.
5: Yeah, there's
2: now there's some public places I can dump them off in. But let's first enjoy the time. It's going to be fun. She's a happy mom. You can see in her face. She's very happy. So, uh, okay, mm-hmm. this is mom. So she's enjoying, so it's okay. So, yeah. I, I just spent her breakfast in bed, by the you
5: way. You know, doesn't it seem, do you ever think about how, what, the, first of all, the, the behavior of the Jews seems to be like a cornered rat, that they they know their time is really coming up, and they're just pedal to the metal, but the the whole, hol, um, you know, Holocaust bullshit story, you know, is that really what happens to them in another dimension or something?
2: I mean, you know, i thought that. So... Honestly, I've thought that, and I think it may be true. They're creating the very dynamics upon which they fear the most. And they're making it acceptable, even on a, on this plane. And now with what they're doing inside of Palestine, it's more than acceptable. You know, like somebody said the other day to me, listen, relative to Israel, payback's a bitch. And what they're doing in Palestine is absolutely unconscionable. So payback's a bitch, you know what comes around goes around. around.
5: The bad thing about Israel is they're gonna want to take us down with them.
2: Uh, that's that's actually very true.
5: That's that's the scary part. They're gonna. I mean, the whole Ukraine thing. I I mean, it's just all so sad. Like I didn't want to watch any of the Dresden stuff. And I finally, you know, I, I had seen it years ago, but I finally watched Florida House 5 again. And it's just, it could go on forever, but um, I mean, well, it, it was I have a question.
2: How much? What? Go, go ahead, finish your thought, and then I'll ask my question.
5: Uh, Kurt Vonnegut's slaughterhouse plot, it was amazing how much they were able to get out, because they didn't roll out the real Holocaust lie until, uh, like, 1978-79, with that miniseries Holocaust. But, I mean, they showed the Germans looking like—the German soldiers looking like robots. That's, you know, pro-Hollywood. And they showed, like, one, they gave him an Italian name, but he really acted like a Jew, you know, just out for vengeance and just totally sadistic. You know, Lazarus, what were you going to say? Or Lazaro, but sounds like Lazarus. What were you going to say?
2: Well, mine was just something different. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. Uh, I did have a question for you, though. <laughs> I did have a good question for you. Maybe it'll come back to me. So go ahead and go ahead and finish your thought one more time. But uh, yeah, I, I don't I know mean, if I saw that. It, you, you
5: know, it's almost like—I mean, what what was very true about the movie is: Are we just living in this simulatrix matrix? You know, it's like, it, 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 like karma doesn't seem to be working, but we're just going through some just weird stuff that, I mean, it's just so tragic, all the stuff they've done and gotten away with, all the yeah. human suffering.
2: Yeah, and when you said, I do remember you now. About, I remember now what I wanted Sorry. to ask you. You mentioned that they mm-hmm. want to bring us down, right? And of course you're, you're talking about all the things they've actually done to us already. But when you think about what's going on today with the way the countries, I'm talking about a Western nations for the most part, with all the immigration, with the release of the mm-hmm. vaccine, the, the, their, their vaccine, which is really a depopulation, uh, ticking time bomb that's already killed and maimed so many millions of people. Aren't they taking us down already? Aren't they, isn't this part of the process of taking them down?
5: Have you noticed, like, I could be watching a YouTube that has nothing whatsoever to do with them, and then all of a sudden they'll show these, like, black people, but, like, they're using black people to traumatize us. Like, I can talk to black people, I live in a place where there's a lot of black people, but they're showing just the most disgusting like it's like worse than looking. It's it's the same as looking at rats. <laughs> you know, it's like you just have that that black person, Negro fatigue. Just they're shoving in black people everywhere, you know, in your YouTubes and things like that, where they don't belong. And yeah, I, I definitely think that's part of their plan to, you know, the, they they said that illegal while they're at the same time they're trying to take guns away from Americans, from law abiding Americans, and making really hard restrictions for people to have guns. they they said that illegal Ill, illegal aliens who are illegal, who are already criminals can have guns.
2: I didn't hear about but, that.
5: Uh, Oh, you didn't hear about that? Yeah, yeah that would looks,
2: be like impossible. You
5: know, at least a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, yeah.
2: It would be the impossible for have here.
5: Guns.
2: Yeah, in Saudi, only a Saudi citizen can own a gun. Mm-hmm. Only. You know, Saudi citizens can own guns, like any, uh, it's difficult, but you can own a gun. Uh, here, in fact, it's one of the biggest gun markets in the world. I think 7 million shooters in this country out of a country of 28. So 25% of their population are gun owners. And people don't know that. It's like 25% of the country is a gun owner here. And, um, but for for a foreigner,
9: no way.
5: Maybe one of the reasons that Jews, uh, do such heinous things. And murder so many people is like they're already dead inside themselves. Like on. Yeah, but that's no consolation. Yeah,
2: that's that's metaphysics, and it may very well be true, but that's not saving. That's not helping us. You know what I mean? Uh, Rationalizing that, okay, but it's not helping us.
5: The other thing is. Like the Bible says, don't ask for a king. And, you know, what are our choices? Trump, who's doing everything the Jews want, it's just he didn't start another war, but he started the covid course. Um, I mean, what are the choices? We have no choices. They're all equally bad. And maybe yeah. voting... Is going against Biblical law because We're not supposed to have kings Just a thought
2: Just a thought, yeah, I, I don't really know how to Respond to that thought, but yeah, okay Yeah,
5: that's, uh, that's Yeah, that's about all I have Carry on Unless you have something right. else to say But
2: Alright I <laughs> haven't heard from you in a while so yeah, thanks, for you, calling. thanks for calling in, been a while
5: Well, uh, it's like Every every Saturday, I'm like, oh, put on. <laughs> I have to remind myself, oh, it's fetch. <laughs> you know, you're just positive energy. You know, and um, yeah, take care and nice talking to you.
2: Well, good to hear from you again. Thanks again. All right, and with that, we're gonna keep moving it along. Mm-hmm. And isn't that great when you hear from people you haven't heard from a long time? It's always fun. All righty, let's go in. We have about 21, 25 minutes left in the show, something like that. So if you'd like to uh call in, 323-275-1314, that's one three two three two seven five one three one four. If you'd like to try through the studio, it is speakfreeradio.com forward slash tell. And if you'd like to get in, you should... You should put a uh, message in the chat room. I see uh, only always on as it could go. The other two you guys see you don't have devices connected, so you'd have to connect that first. Um, don't know what to say about that. All right, let me just turn to Israel now. Just some observations top of my head. The state of Israel... And by extension, the Jewish people, because the state of Israel is an embodiment of what is the Jewish people, is really a repugnant institution on the face of the earth. Absolutely repugnant. It's vile. It is a form of racism that certainly matches what Azov would be considered in Ukraine. Um. It is certainly as vile as probably the Jewish Soviet Union. Uh, its propensity to just go murder people is astounding. You know what I mean? It's really astounding. Every day we have reports of 100, 200 people being murdered by Jewish, by the Jewish state. Uh, Every day we hear reports of the bombings of hospitals or Uh, aid workers, people trying to come to the aid of uh, various people stricken by Jewish mass casualty type of activity, and then you have uh, the release. Let's say, or the blocking of the funds to the United Nations, uh, refugee UN. R H W A or something like that but I don't know the full acronym but it's for the refugees feeding refugees and the fact of the matter is is that Israel is the occupier it is responsible singly and solely for the well-being of the civilian population it just wants to pawn off all of that to uh the people meaning the United States mainly and other countries that want to donate to UNRWA but nonetheless it's the it's the Jewish state that's responsible for that Now, what's happening, from what I understand, in Israel, is people truly don't like what's happening, the people. That doesn't mean that they're happy and they want to see the war end. Uh, A good percentage of them want the Jewish state to be even more violent, more mass murderish, more genocidal than they already are. And that, again, is the state of Israel. That is what it means to be a Jew, as far as we can tell. Jew means kill everybody. When you say, I'm a Jew, you're saying, I want to kill everybody. At least that's the message from Israel. I don't know. Jews may disagree with me, but okay, go ahead. You can call and counter me. I'll I'll listen to you. But when you say you're a Jew, you say you're a vile, hate-filled, genocidal monster. That's what it means to be a Jew nowadays. Vile genocidal monster you hate humanity you love murder you love death you love destruction you love killing anything and everything that moves that's what that's the message i get from the jewish community now again maybe i'm wrong maybe i i I don't think so and again i've never heard any jews try to counter me so uh and in uh i guess in light or let's say in lieu of uh a prevailing counter argument from these vile people, these murderous cancerous uh, monsters that call themselves jews uh we don't have it i mean i i I don't know I mean, I keep trying to find. Information on the internet that says Jews aren't master genocidal murderers, but I just can't find it. You know, they, they, they claim they're, they, they claim they're out there to help people, but, uh, gee, their vaccine is murdering tens of millions of people. So they kind of, they kind of struck out on that one. Um, you look at Jewish politics, they've helped import 30 million illegal immigrants into the United States. So the fact that they think they're humanitarian where they're destroying their own countries, well, that kind of felt, that, that kind of fell flat on its face it's like dang i keep looking but everywhere i look i find these jewish murders it doesn't matter how they do it by the way because if somebody dies from a illegal alien guess what that is on the hands of jews who brought them in simple uh every time somebody dies from the vaccine guess what from Jews who initiated the entire process. It's hard to escape the fact that they're just mass murder and genocidal maniacs. Let's run out to the telephones. 479 Eric. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. <laughs> try that again. And I think it's connected. Looks like it's connected. Let's try it again. Four seven nine hi. Welcome to Inside the Eye Live.
6: take that.
2: Hello. Hello. Are, Hello. You, are you hearing me? You're coming through great. How are you?
6: great My name's Doug. Oh, I'm joining hi, Doug. the show as uh, for how many years I've caught this show. Damn. I wanted to awesome. comment on on me.
2: Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and yes, it's awesome. Thanks so much.
6: Okay. So I wanted to comment on basically, uh, an aspect of the whole show. Um, number, and, and I have three anecdotal experiences as a firsthand witness, um, that I wanted to comment on. Uh, sure. and not necessarily in the chronological order, but okay. So number one, uh, I was about nine years old. Uh, we had a park near where I grew up. And uh, there was a a female who had, uh, she'd have like four guys, big guys with her. She was kind of short, but she was kind of dyker. And she would come on to the basketball court and just push herself around, take the basketball, throw every, you know, just force everybody through uh, intimidation. And uh, around uh, when I was about nine, this went on for years. Uh, My brother finally, uh, who was four years older than me, had enough of this. And uh, so he came up there because this was like almost a daily occurrence. And uh, she got in his face and she tried to hit him, hit him. And uh, he just, knocked her out with one punch and from that time on this female never showed up never intimidated every anybody else in the basketball court okay the second example was in the high school i was in the 12th grade and i had heard about these uh, black guys going into the men's bathrooms and, uh, kind of, uh, uh well, they just it'd be three of them. And, uh, and, and they would come up to, to a guy uh, using the urinal and they, and they'd say, uh, Hey, give me some money. And I had heard about it, but it never happened to me. So one day it happened to me. These guys are there. I finished my business and I turned around and I said, I'm not giving you anything meet me outside at the end of the day. And, and the guy I was talking with, I was like five, seven, this guy's like six foot four. I said, meet me outside today. And we'll decide this. Well, he never showed up. And that practice stopped throughout the whole school. This is like the 3000, uh, student high school, you know, half girls and half boys. Um, There was another guy who I was like um, about seven, eight, nine years old. He was a midget who who was about 15 years old. And he also tyrannized a lot of people. He always had guys with him. And um, anyway, um, my brother set this up. My older brother, four years old, and he set this up, quote, told him a story that I never did, but he wanted me to grow up, kind of. So one day, um, this uh, midget shows up and uh, beats on me. I was afraid. I was terrorized by this guy because he had such a reputation. But after he beat on me, I was like, wow, this guy's punches are like cotton balls. So I met him a few months later in the woods. He still had his guys with him, and I just beat the crap out of him, and that ended his reign. So my point is here, I'm not saying everybody has to do this, but that was, you know, certain people like myself, like you, just don't put up with bullying, and so that's my message,
2: yeah and kind of even the bullying it's it's always a lot of it it starts orally you know verbally uh through rhetoric and just stop putting up with it you know they're, they they want to in, intimidate you in the silence all the time stop just just uh come back at them you know if 150 people in a chat room or let's say a comment section called out some jew that used the term anti-semite and everybody jumped on that jew that jew ain't coming back in and doing it again you know, I mean, he's going to stop. He's going to realize he's not welcome and, and it, they won't do it. But if you just keep being silent and they think that they're so superior, they're just going to keep doing it. Well, my point is just stop. Stop being silent, everybody. Start everywhere. No, nah, you're full of shit, dude. You, what do you mean six million? You know, it's not even possible. There are only 2.9 million in all of occupied Germany. Go shut your trap, dude. Stop the blood libel against us. You know, that type of stuff. And just hammer them every time they speak. Don't let them have a free word anymore. And I, I that, that'll, that'll help. Yep. That'll start some type of, at least you got the intellectual backlash going at some point. If they just don't stop, uh, like, you, like in your cases, it's going to be taken to a physical level. And they're already taking it to a physical level. When they pull a police and they get you arrested, that's taking it to a physical level. They're not going to do it themselves. They're too cowardly. So they go get the police to do the job for them. And the police are too happy to do it. Police are cowards. Why are you even helping this Jew for something stupid like this?
6: Yeah, unfortunately, so many people are cowards because they don't have a value. They don't have anything they want to protect um, that they will protect with their life and limbs, et cetera. Uh, so too bad for them, but many people do have that. It's just trying to figure out the matrix, you know, the puzzle, uh, the propaganda, the, uh, all this went uh, to, uh, to the point where they finally wake up. Cause at the end, um, where it's all going, um, uh, they just, they want to corner everybody, put you in a barrel like a 15-minute city or whatever else, and just shoot you. You know, just end your life, and your your uh, livelihood, and your uh, freedom to do f- anything you want to do. And unfortunately, there's just too many people like that. But I don't, I don't worry about that I just have to do what is right in my opinion that protects myself protects others that seems to be truth and that's all I can do but that's enough that that'll be enough for me and and that can mm-hmm. be I mean, enough for yeah the if it's preservation of, of people
2: yeah, if it's you times a uh, hundred thousand, you times two million, you times 20 million, uh, then that's a formidable thing. That's the fascia. You know, if we're all united together, that becomes a fascia and it's going to be impossible for them to break the stick. So you got the right idea. We can only do what we can do for ourselves. You know what I mean? Not all of us are gifted to extend beyond ourselves. And so, okay, for me, myself is doing what I do, and it's it's a little bit more than others, perhaps, but it's still it's just what I can do for myself, you know, or by myself. I still can't go beyond that. And I think that's true of everybody. At all, the well,
6: there's something powerful about being non fearful and Also being peaceful in strength. In other words, I'm satisfied. Here's, here's where I'm going to stand and I'm going to be peaceful in my stance. I don't have to necessarily go out and do anything. I'm going to, if it comes to me, I'm going to be peaceful and I'm going to stand. There's something powerful about that. Because the opposite of of peace is fear, and these people, that's the basic element that they use is fear. And if you're not fearful, then uh, then you can. Well, you're comfortable. If I have to do this, I'm going to do it. I mean, I don't. You know, you just. It's a, it's it is proper to use violence to defend yourself. So, uh, and everybody should uh, be able to use violence to defend yourself, your community, your family, etc. Mm-hmm. And if you're comfortable, if you realize that, then you're just not so fearful. Not that we have total control over everything going on, but that's an option. And if you're in peace in that, that's powerful. Okay. Cause you're willing to die for that
2: and that's what uh, obviously has probably built civilizations from time immemorial. All right, we're going to let you go there because we are just about out of time. Thank Thanks you. so much for the call. Appreciate the call in. Good. Uh good stuff. Call again. And uh, again guys, we have only about a Ooh. minute to go on the show. And uh just kind of heads up, you know, yeah, Benjamin Netanyahu has got big problems in Israel. His son is currently hiding, believe it or not, his son is currently hiding in Miami, of all places, on it with a $5,000 a month Miami apartment. He's been filmed out. Like, these guys are idiots. I swear they are freaking idiots sitting out there with virtual reality glasses, having a cup of tea. What a freaking moron these people are. Anyways, that's the show, everybody. Hope you enjoyed. Come back again next week. See you tonight if you want, 7, 8 p.m., The Snack Shack on uh, RBN Radio with Frederick Blackburn. Good night, everybody.